You know what I watched? Um, the Dig on Netflix. I don't think I've ever heard of that. With uh, Ray Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan. Any and good? It's really good. It takes place in 39. He's like an excavator. Not an archaeologist. He's like a guy who specializes in digging up the stuff. And they find this old Viking ship and, and some mounds in the back of her property. She's like... Not married. Almond Joys? No. No. Those have nuts. That's true. Mounds don't. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'll check it out. Ray Fiennes is awesome. Is it like a suspense? Is it just like a drama? What is it's it? It's like a dr- It's a drama. It's a true story. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's, pretty, it's a very good... I'll check it out. beautifully filmed. I love Carrie Mulligan. So do I. I never knew she was British. Oh, really? Yeah, because the only thing I really sense. know her from is... Um, Lewin Davis. Yeah, Lewin Davis. Yeah. Which she was awesome. She was great. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I think she was trying to play Sylvia in that from Ian and Sylvia, who did the uh, Neil Young favorite, Four Strong Winds. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Gonna uh, go out to Alberta. The weather's nice this year. You sound just like Carrie Mulligan. Thank you. I've been practicing my Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, it's really good. Mike pushed away my big comfy couch and I, went for a stiff metal chair. Yeah, that's that's right. And that's what I'm going to name my fucking band. <laughs> stiff metal chair. Opening for town meeting. Sounds like a weekend. shitty ska band. It's not- <laughs> I guess I could have just said ska band. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Jeez. Asshole. Starting uh, off strong. Starting off hot. Speaking of starting off strong, we're recording this one at noon. Yeah, it's rare for us. So rare daylight. Instead of uh, it's super bright in here. A bunch of yeah. beers and bourbon. I thought I would get the ingredients for some mimosas and also a couple cans of squirt. So if you boys want to whip yourselves up a squirt mosa, oh. all the ingredients are there. Squirt mosa looks pretty good. That's a shitty fucking world music band. <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like the is, they're like yeah. the spinoff band from Rusted Root. <laughs> Squirt Mosa. Squirt me on my way. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I hate that song. Really? Oh, my God. I don't think I'm on my It drives me to kill. <laughs> I hear that song, and I just instantly think, where's the nearest gun shop? I'm going to get a gun. I'm going to just start shooting people at random because Rusted Root sucks. Do you think that's an appropriate way to start this episode? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, you're right. My bad on that I one. I mean... Too soon? A l- not too soon, but, I mean, considering what this album is... Not necessarily about. But something that inspired it, yeah. Yeah. The whole mood of it. It definitely inspired the mood of it. Yeah. If in when you listen to the lyrics too, there's some stuff that I don't know if it's Well, what's amazing is that and we're talking about sleeps with angels this episode um you mean perfect strangers yeah perfect strangers steve purple's best album of the 80s i keep calling it perfect strangers in the group text and i don't know why it's very (laughs) weird i think i'm finally up to snuff okay so but it's it's only that one song was written after kurt cobain killed himself and it's amazing how all the other songs which song was it was it it sleeps with angels oh really change your mind he was playing that like a couple of years beforehand because that one you can feel it like I, at right. least me and maybe it's just because i knew listening to this what it was kind of about but there this is a sad it's like dripping with sadness and not in a negative way like a mournful way or mournful something. is the best word yeah, for it and i think that's why a lot of people call it a sequel to tonight's the night because I, it deals with the similar subject matter although he wasn't close to Kurt Cobain, like he was with Danny Witten right. or Bruce Barry, but 
it people say that it has that and then there's clues like he wanted to be like that because you know he he demanded to have the black inset label and the black cd just like on tonight's the night Uh, you know i had heard that but i didn't get at least musically i didn't get that vibe that it was anything like tonight's the night for me i don't know well it was probably lacking massive amounts of tequila and cocaine that is true you know (laughs) that is true yeah Yeah. it, it it's definitely got that same uh, darkness, mournful, brooding. But almost tonight's the but night. It's, it's, al- but, it's almost fun or something. Not well. Fun, tonight's the night like, has more of a raw um, sloppiness to it because of what you're saying. Right. I don't think this one has that because I don't think they were fucked up. Not as fucked up as they were for tonight's right. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight's tonight is more of an it is what it is vibe when yeah. it, dealing with like. The deaths yeah. of people he loved a lot. And also those deaths That were, was an Irish wake, if you guys don't mind me using that term. I don't think I know that. You know, like you get shit-faced. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was thinking of Irish twins. I'm like... <laughs> those are Irish twins. So then I think... Tonight's the night and well, Cecil you know, Angels Irish, Irish twins. twins. It's when... You, <laughs> 20 years apart. You get... No, you, when you have two kids within the same year. I'm like, wait, did Bruce Barry and Danny Witten die within nine months of each other? And is that really called an Irish wake? I thought I learned something new. Uh, let's laugh at death. Let's hit the theme song. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the only Neil Young podcast uh, that covers Neil's catalog album by album, but now with new added monster episodes. Monster episodes. It's like the prize in the Cracker Jack. And uh, I'm one of your hosts, Mike Shu. That's uh, Luke and Russ Condon. Hello. They're with the band Town Meeting. Also, have a Neil problem. This is our weekly therapy session where we just have to talk about Neil. And usually we drink, but we're doing this one at noon. It would seem inappropriate for us to drink an entire bottle of whiskey and 20 beers like we usually well, do we'll polish off this bottle of prosecco pretty easily yeah prosecco's an afternoon drink i it's agree yeah. yeah it's like a nice campari yeah yeah what do you think of your squirt mosa russ it's pretty good what'd you do you did how much what what like percentage of each um well like mostly oj and prosecco how much squirt was in there squirt was actually kind of only a dash yeah, I don't think the squirt adds. This you is one of the rare yeah. times where the squirt doesn't really add to a You mostly just want a mimosa. classic mimosa. You don't no. yeah, squirt orange, just gives it a little sort of yeah, orange and grapefruit together. It's not like yeah. it's not like lemon yeah. and lime and Sprite. Right. You know, Although you said earlier jet prosecco and squirt. Yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that too. As soon as I finish my coffee. <laughs> yeah, if you take I'm an out, old man. take the orange out of it. Yeah. But uh we're talking about sleeps with angels this episode. Thank you very much for listening to Long May You Young. Uh, check out the website, longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. All of the episodes are up there if you missed anything. There's video stuff up there. There's the Long May You blog blog. Yep. Um, there is merchandise to be had. Grab t-shirts. some merch for yeah, sure. Buy some merch because we owe this guy a lot of money. 
Um, and he's going to break our legs if we don't pay it back. That's right. It's uh, the guy from Rocky One. It's uh, Gazo. Gazo. Is it Gazo? It's Gazo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in. Also, you can find us on social media. We're at long may you young on both Twitter and Instagram. There's a long may you young Facebook group you can get involved with. And, uh, we're always posting on the long, on the, uh, Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. So please uh, check all those out. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah. I'm thinking about getting on the Stephen King subreddit. I don't know anything about Reddit or subreddit. It's pretty simple. Yeah. You just kind of join. You just join and then you'll get... You know notifications right. sometimes. All right. Reddit's all about. Like I joined that uh, the Wall Street bets one. Oh, really? Oh, did you really? Yeah, just to see what so, it's about. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> did you see those guys? There's like they're starting a crowd, some crowdfunding to get a Super Bowl ad. Really? To Are shit, they really? To shit on Robin Hood. Oh yeah, oh, excellent. Which would, be would be awesome. Yeah. They'll I probably love, get it. I'm I sure love, they'll get it. I love the guy who said it was an attack on the wealthy. What was his name? <laughs> Leo Porterman or something like that. He, I don't know. He was just like, this is just this is inappropriate, and this is just an attack on the wealthy, and this is the product of giving people stimulus checks. Oh, my God. This is what they do with it. Meanwhile, Bernie's like taking advantage of people making fun of him and raising millions for yeah. Meals on Wheels and stuff like Can that. Oh, dude, me? he's raised so much. Yeah. Like, I, even, I bought one of the shirts. Nice. And literally 100% of the proceeds. Yeah, he's taking. Donated. No money. It He's taking no matter. money from it. And some of the all. guys who made like millions on a, on the GameStop thing are going out and donating it to children's hospitals yeah, and buying, stuff like that. They're yeah, buying they're, switches for kids right, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm probably gonna tear up if we. It's talk, an attack on the. Fu- it's an attack on the fucking wealthy. Much. That's what it is. Good. Fuck those guys. Dude, I hope. I hope more shit like that happens. Yeah. I hope more people wake the fuck up. That's right. Fucking burn it all down. Yeah, baby. All right. Oh, wait. Oh, Neil Young. Speaking of burning oh, it all down, and then and speaking of not talking about Neil Young, I love that our oh, <laughs> our boy. last episode had such mixed reviews. <laughs> Some oh, people really? were like, "God, that was a waste of time." Oh, that's right. That and then guy other on people Facebook, were yeah. like, "Oh, I loved this." Yeah, you know, it's fine. To the guy who said this was guys, this was a massive waste of time. I think he's a fan of the podcast, but mm-hmm. also like. We had a cancellation. Like literally, these yeah. guys agreed to hop on last minute. So it's yeah. we could have done nothing, which maybe you would have preferred. I don't. I I really don't care at this point. I don't give a shit either. I mean, it's it's a podcast. It's dudes talking about a thing they like. It, we're all humans, and yeah. But I think we talked about Neil a little bit, very little. But, but I, see, if someone comes to a Neil Young podcast, they're going to expect it to be. Yeah. I even put that Neil though. Young that's talk. I put that literally in the description. The first thing I wrote was warning. This we probably talk about Neil the least on this episode. Yeah. So yeah. But I think when we started this, we well, we wa- did talk a lot about music. We do, yeah. yeah we and are and a movies. music podcast. And so movies, I don't. Yeah. I mean, and I don't. But if someone like I even wrote to him, like you know what, that hurts a little, but you're not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <Like> I responded. <laughs> but uh, well, we, if you don't have haters, you're not you're not really doing right. it. And I think when we started this podcast, I wanted to go through his albums. But yeah, he's with you not guys. Wrong. It was a waste of time. But it was <laughs> it fun. It was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. I liked it. I wanted to go through his albums with you guys, and then I thought, like, you know what else would be fun is to talk about Neil with different artists and get different yeah. takes. And I think that's kind of what we're what sometimes we're doing, crazy, so. silly stuff just happens. You know. That's right. So I got we got a new five star review, and oh, this boy. one actually this is a long one, but oh, he actually boy. hits on a lot of the stuff we're talking about. This is. Uh, from someone named Brandon Bowling. Um, I'm actually going to... i got to pull this up because the... Hold on one second. Where are you? Okay. So he says, 
Great podcast on NY if you don't mind a little nonsense is the headline. (laughs) (laughs) A little nonsense. Which is a very nice way of (laughs) putting it. But uh, he says, youngster from Kentucky here. He says, I got on board a little late and I am trying to listen along to each album before the podcast but this is a great Neil Young podcast. These fellows are prone to digression, <laughs> but a lot of jokes land. Okay, I'll take wow, that. Wow, okay. What On I ini- water. <laughs> I was just going to say that, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what I initially found a little annoying became... Which means hu- that they don't land at no. all. That's what they sink. <laughs> what I initially yeah. fu- found a little annoying became hilarious once I got the lay of the land. Cool. Jacket voice is hilarious and the Condon boys are fun, but Mike Shue might be the heart of the show. Oh, I can't. He, I mean, yeah. He might be a little eccentric. <laughs> he might be a little eccentric. I disagree. A little eccentric. <laughs> and then in parentheses, he says, "Say hello to baby David Briggs shoe for me." <laughs> so he's not wrong. Do you know where he is? I don't. It's your kid. Did you kidnap? No. Is this the guy who kidnapped David Briggs? It could be. You're the one who makes him sleep in the fireplace. That's and true. look, there's a big roaring fire going. That's Did you true. burn David Briggs? No, he's sleeping with angels right now, Mike. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, but Mike is typically well-researched on each album and the lore that accompanies it. Knowing the story behind these albums is key to appreciating some of the more uh, demanding listens. <laughs> yes. I, I'm way behind. Well, he's very nice about he's things. He's very nice. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> yes. Listen, we all do a good amount of research. It's just that Mike's got the best voice. He's got a great voice. So we let Mike do all that. That's right. If you can speak well and, yeah. you know... Carry a big stick? Right, exactly. People... You know, you can just say anything and they'll believe it. It's been proven. We had Donald Trump as president. That's true. true. And Um, he didn't even speak well. I'm not even halfway through this review. That's very true. (laughs) He says, I'm way behind and with work and kids, it takes me a few days to get through each show. But Working kids? His kids are working? Yeah, make your kids work. Good for you. (laughs) But a couple of notes. A couple of notes since you are contractually obligated to read my comments in their entirety on the air. That's right. If you you leave us a five-star review, we got to read it. We have to read it. Uh, from everyone, everybody knows this is nowhere. <laughs> so he's going way back. Oh, wow, Jesus. He says, hey, Mike, it's pronounced Appalachia, buddy. I know you fellows are up in the great New England, but Appalachia is how folks say it when they don't know how to get any hillbilly on them. When they don't want to get any Oh, that's any right. This guy's from Kentucky. That's right. From time fades away. Isn't the great pretender also a name for Satan or the Antichrist? Hmm. Oh, that may, that would make that song more interesting. Yeah. Um, from tonight's the night. How can anyone not like tired eyes? I don't remember if it was Luke or Russ. It was Luke. Really I love tired it eyes. Was. Yeah. yeah. It's not that I disliked it. Also, it's, when I re-listened to, um, we all talked about when we, time fades away. Yeah. Great Pretender is so good. Oh, it's so it's mm. such, wicked. That's good. so fun. That's it, a fun fucking. And it's song. not even that I dislike tired eyes. It's. Take my advice, Luke. Take his advice. Please take my advice. Take his advice. Okay, it's you know what it is. It's it's all contextual. If you put tired eyes on landing on water, it would be my favorite song by no, far. I, I hear what you're saying, but I think sometimes you gotta you have to try. You gotta know when to hold them. I mean, kinda. You gotta take some things out of that. Try to listen in a podcast like this. I I try my best to do. As an album, how do each of these songs work within the album? Sure. But then as a, as an individual song outside of the album, and so I hear what you're saying. If it was in if it was somewhere else, you'd probably appreciate it more. Yeah. But I also think that as 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 a song, and I think Shu and I did a good job at breaking that down. Well, and, he's got another comment for you and Shu, because then ahead. he says oh, from fuck. from Reactor, oh, Mike and Russ have the correct take on T Bone. <laughs> 
If Luke wants a 15-minute version, he should just put it on repeat because that's just as good as a longer version. And the lyrics really drive that point home on repeat listens. Spoiler alert, not looking good on the T-bone front. Uh, Then he says, but seriously, this podcast is so much fun. These guys do a great job. There are some really hilarious running gags, and I don't know why I can't find nails in the yellow pages. (laughs) Are the yellow pages still a thing? Don't listen with your kids around, but listen loud. That was a great review. That was actually a pretty good review. What's that? uh, Brandon Bowling. Brandon Bowling. Welcome, Brandon Bowling, to our our youngster crew. Is that his real name, or is it like it's because he's from Bowling Green? It's because his reviews are all (laughs) strikes. Oh, very good. He spares. You're no a quick de- one, Luke. Spares no details. Uh. People, almost everyone mentions the Jagged Boys. I feel like I'm slacking. I feel yeah, like you I really don't do it that. No, often. Yeah, I don't do yeah. it that much. Anymore. I think that's why, because yeah. you, you leave them wanting more. Yeah, that's leave right. them wanting more. That's, that's right. right. That's the I secret. gave them a little bit earlier if they were paying attention. I think I don't think anyone was. No, they were. <laughs> I'm sure they were. It's hard to tell because it's a podcast. That's but true. yeah, that was yeah. the one five star review. But then yeah, people were mixed on the last episode, and the monster episodes are gonna be mixed. Also, yeah. we call them monster episodes not because they're these mammoth episodes, but like in the X Files. I don't want to explain this every episode. Well, and, and every time you mention it, you always play the little X Files theme behind it. So <laughs> I just like the idea of someone getting so confused by that. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of monsters, um, people liked your your guitar, Lukey. Oh, yeah, yeah. how the wife take that? Boys. She did actually wasn't. She that doesn't bad. know about it. No, I was. So it was. I got the, a little thing from UPS saying your package is coming today. Your five hundred dollar guitar yes. will be arriving today. And I'm what? Like, I'm like, I gotta just do it because we were both home. And I'm like, uh, who gets to the door first? Well, because someone someone's gonna have to sign for it. Oh so, boy. Mm. So I just brought it up. You know what it was? I made breakfast that morning. Oh. And it just move. worked out. <laughs> and I'm like handing her a plate so of she eggs. already knew something was and up. I'm, no, no, no. I cook breakfast every now and then. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, just like she, the jacket voice does. I, and I think I did something like, oh, I, I did the like, oh, my guitar is coming today. Like looking at my phone. And she's like, guitar is like, oh, didn't I tell you? Like that kind oh, of a Jesus. thing. And it, yeah, you know the one we were talking about. And she was fine with it. Yeah. So. Then you pull the whole like, no, I definitely told you. No. <laughs> yeah, don't you remember? I you thought just, I thought about it. You just fuck with her brain. I did do all those things Gas in my later. head before I told her, like, how am I going to, like, should I just do that? Should I be like, remember I told you a little while yeah. ago? I think you were asleep maybe, but about this guitar I bought? Or? You were probably yelling at one of the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, um, I'll show you, I'll somebody show you on Instagram, Dows, Dowsonian. The tone on the guitar, because I had posted on Instagram, I posted the episode, and then I posted a, a little clip of you playing your new uh, Lefty All Black. And Dowsonian said, the tone on the guitar reminds me of Fred Neal's Dolphins. Still on Unplugged Lucky 13 and off, uh, oops, and off out for my daily walk in northern England. Wow. Soon nice. when I'll finish it off. Keep up the good work, guys. Okay. Have you heard Fred Neal's Dolphins? No. <laughs> no, it's it's quite a song. Is that his brother? It's epic. Yeah, it's Fred, what, Fred Neal. <laughs> you think Neil Young's brother's name is Fred How many Neal? of those have you had? <laughs> the par- their parents, How many of those have you had? Their you- parents loved Neil, their I son Neil a- Young so much <laughs> yeah. that they didn't even bother to put the next son's it's like George uh, Michael last Bluth. name as young. They just wanted to call him Neil. It's George Michael Bluth. Yeah. I want to say I was going for a joke, but I really have had a few of these. Yeah. And I'm a little bit tipsy already. Yet. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not even fucking 1 o'clock yet. 1 p.m. 
Ooh, squirt and Prosecco are good. Yeah, I'm just going to make one. Although at this point, I don't know what I would say it was bad. So <laughs> Yeah, really? <laughs> All right. Can we talk about Sleeps with Angels? Yes, please. All right. This album, I love this album so much. And I remember when this album first came out and I was working in radio and we were playing the edited version of Change Your Mind, which I think was four minutes. Okay, and, so they cut 10 minutes out of the song. Right, yeah, yeah. pretty much. And I was kind of like, oh, this is all right. And then listening to the whole album, because I was so amped up on, rap, uh, on Ragged Glory mm. and Weld, and then Harvest Moon came out. And and this was, again, a kind of curious move. It, it kind of reminds, sonically, kind of reminds me of Freedom mm-hmm. a little bit. Okay, Some of it reminds me of El Dorado. And yeah. they're also that, that just epic, destructive guitar sound. That he gets every now and then yeah. on this. And I just remember not being into it so much. Even though the news at that time of Kurt Cobain dying was still pretty fresh. That was a pretty big shock. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, when it came out. And but over time, it's one of those albums that like Tonight's the Night, kinda again, we're gonna mention that probably a lot, but over time I've grown to appreciate it mm-hmm. more and more. Everything about it, the the lyrics, the production. Yeah. You know, I used to think it's like it sounds like they're trying to play in an apartment and not disturb their neighbors. This is Briggs again, right? This is a Briggs one. This is Briggs' last album. Yeah. Yeah. This is his last album. This is his last album before he died. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot in this like symbolically it's or even weird. That's kinda eerie. So you know, it was this one, you know. You know what else I thought, and this is just me being a weird numbers guy. This is Neil's twentieth studio album. Yeah, and it's his seventh album with Crazy Horse. So there's Mm. your twenty-seven. What does that mean? You guys gonna explain that to me? Well, I mean, there's the twenty-seven club. Yeah, which Cobain is a oh right member. Oh my god. Um, Which again, it doesn't necessarily mean that just blew my mind a little bit. But so, I, I mean, it's a it's a wicked long story. I'm just kind of obsessed with the number twenty-seven. I have been since I was a kid. And then finding out about the 27 Club added to that. And then it's been a thing for me and my friends and my brothers forever. Like, me and Russ both have 27 tattoos. Babe's got one. I don't you've know. got 27 tattoos? Oh, no, you've got 20 yeah, tattoos of 27. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are they? I'll show you something. Oh, they're all on my fucking... They're on the back of my balls. <laughs> Not the front. It's the entire cast Only of the, the regular they're, show. They're gooch twos. We call them gooch twos. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Um, yeah, but so I, this album took me, an, so another reason I do like doing a monster episode in between albums is because sometimes it does take me a little bit to get into it, especially coming off yeah, of instead Unplugged of a, and Harvest Moon. Instead of like a five, six day listen, right. then you get like a two week listen, which is kind of nice. Well, I, which I needed for this well, But album. other times, like with the 80s when we had to do that. I'm like, well, glad. Jesus Christ, <laughs> right. yeah. enough. And we, and we don't always have to do it, but I mean, yeah. for this one, I'm glad because it, Initially, this one I go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say initially this one reminded. Oh, there we go. Oh Good Lord, Russ. No use crying over spilled squirt mosa. This fucking chunk over here. Oh, that looks like vomit. It's not gonna hit anything. It's fine. It's, uh, he's gonna just leave it. You're he's gonna, gonna, gonna leave just it there? leave. What, what do you want me to do? Whatever, 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 just leave it. Yeah. Oh. Shit. Jesus, it's noon. We're spilling <laughs> drinks. Do you have a towel Such or something? A clumsy fucking. <laughs> no, <laughs> shoes right, man. Being on these couches, I'm all like fucking Snoop Dogg out. I'm like laid back, and I can't fucking. You got your mind on your yeah. nail, and your nail on your mind. This is fucking awesome. It's really good. Now I gotta try squirting for sec. Not if you're gonna oh, spill you it everywhere. Cup now. <laughs> That's true. Um, Go ahead. You were saying some shit. Oh, that was good. Oh yeah. So. Mm. Oh god. 
at first, this reminded me a lot of life. The really? vibe of it. And I yeah, not in a good way cuz life is my least favorite crazy horse album. Okay. And uh I think a- after I like realized, oh this is about Cobain, not about Cobain, but it was written and not written. It wasn't even written at the no, time, but it was, it was no, it, was it mostly came out before. around the time. But Sleeps with Angels was the only thing that I think what, was on the nose. What I'm saying is once my mind attached that to that, I think I saw it through a different lens and then songs like Blue Eden and even um Change your mind, like change your mind is actually. I I really like that song. I love that song. Yeah, I love it too. It's in my top three. And do you like it the way it is? As long as it is, I do. Yeah, I do. I I do too. Yeah, I do. It was. It's so long that I had to go pick my daughter up this morning in New Hampshire, (laughs) and I put it on, and then um, and then like I got like ten minutes down the road, I'm crossing it to New Hampshire, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the same song. But you don't notice it in a bad way. It just feels like he's really like, I don't know. Putting it all out to me. This was if, if it was like tonight's the night. It's it's the the like tonight's the night alternate universe version of it. It's not the like oh we're dealing with death. It is what it is. But it's like man, like this one kind of fucked me up. This one is. Way. I know I'm being a little obvious here, but uh, it's because we just mentioned change your mind. But this one to me is a, a lot of it is very much about change. I feel like is sort of a theme in this in this album about how things change and how people change and times change and just how, you know, I don't know. I think it just is a sort of a general uh, commentary on change itself. I found that theme in a lot of these songs. I I found it to be more about, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I, I agree with you then because the changing your attitude as you go through life and realizing you're not invincible. Right. So you when you're young... And he mentions that in, in several yeah, songs. There's that, a few, yeah. You know, it's just a part of life, that part yeah. of life where you feel like nothing can hurt you. And also, you know, you're like 20 something years old and you can stay up all night. And yeah. you can, you know, you're just, you can take anything they throw at you. And then as you get older, yeah. you know, it just becomes less and less. He's, that's what he know. repeats at the end of uh, Blue Eden. You feel invincible. It's just a part right. of life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I the whole, um, West Western cow, uh, Western hero, uh, train of love thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's pretty intentional too. Of yeah, it's all about changing your sort of taking one thing that means this and then adding a different. You know what I mean? Like changing something in your life that is, um, you think it's this, and then if I add these lyrics, now it's this. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you're taking like a base layer of something that you think is. This is what this is, but then you can change your mind on right. it. You can change. I don't. I know I'm going pretty deep I, here, but I just what? think I, it's. You just sound like the speech at the end of Rocky Four right now. If I can change, I'll stop that big of you, and you can change. I'll stop that big of you, you gotcha. That's my Russian. We all can change. I struggled with the connection. Everything on that ended with a ga. You and someone a little gotcha. No offense to our Russian listeners. Eh? Oh, there's plenty of offense there. Yeah, Sorry. I don't know if we have any Russian listeners. Um, I struggled to find the connection between Western Hero and Train of Love, besides the music being exactly the same. Yeah. Like, cause, and we'll get to it when we talk about the songs, but I thought one of them was about change and how perception of a hero has changed. Yeah. And then the second one, though, to me, was more like how you can't change things. 
Like things will change and that's something you can't change, I guess. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying I think it's interesting that he uses the same music, mm -hmm. but the lyrics have changed, right? <laughs> right. That wasn't even intended. I'm drink. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be the, the drink thing in this. Uh, and yet it's such a huge change that you can't really even, it's hard to like be like, why yeah. that? You know, and well, I think that is yeah. Because the train, the train one, <clears throat> it's about that's life, yeah. And this train doesn't go in reverse, yeah. You know, that's like this. There's this isn't a dress rehearsal. This is the fucking show, mm -hmm. and whether it's um, your art, your friendships, or your your marriage, mm -hmm. you're on that train, and there's nothing stopping it. Yeah, and that's you know? that's great. And uh, to take that even deeper. <laughs> If I might, uh, if I may, the so you're talking about the train in that song being life, right? And how it doesn't stop. There's sort of this is what it is, right? Right. Yet, if you take the the music of Western Hero, mm -hmm. now that's your train. That doesn't change. That's life. Yet the lyrics change. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like a double sort of uh, right. The 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 uh, maybe the theme could be there is only one destination in right. life. Yeah, and so even though things change within it, that music is still the same. Life is right. still it's the still, same. You're still going yeah. in the same direction. There's no backing up, and right. there's no do overs. Right. Actually, right. the song is about a time I had sex on a train from Tuscaloosa <laughs> with a bird. <laughs> it's about my deal with Lionel. Which he'd made around this time, I believe. I can't That's when make love a... unless I'm playing with model trains. That's right. <laughs> it's Freudian. The model train goes in the tunnel. <laughs> I really love that. Um, I don't have any towels or anything. No, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it in a second, Russ. I'm not worried about it. Get a mop. Yeah. Just don't spill anything on the DeGarmo and Key record. That's right. All right. So uh, he... Um, this was his last album with David Briggs. And I think it was only the second time that he recorded an album with Crazy Horse out off the ranch. Where was this recorded? This was recorded at a place called The Complex in Los Angeles. Okay. And you can see it in the, um, if you go to the Neil Young archives, they have an excellent little half hour Sleeps with Angels kind of, not so much a documentary, but kind of like a, a collection of them videos of them performing it in the studio live and so that had changed oh drink <laughs> and then uh, you know what else had changed was fucking just the way they looked the uh, i watched the new the it's just so funny to see them throughout the decades you know what oh I mean? yeah have like, you seen any of the footage from the from Colorado? The oh no, I haven't. From the oh my god, it's like but, the old guy sitting at that table in the corner of Dunks. Of it, but but watching the sleeps with angels, like God, that's so nineties. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's just and Brig, the way Briggs looks. Oh yeah, his awesome great, hair, dude, yeah. His hair is. He's like his yeah, hair is got fucking, that voice. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, we're gonna have a production meeting right now. You might want to shut those cameras off. Yeah. How did he die? He had lung cancer. Oh, fab. Yeah, yeah, he was fifty-one. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, which really sucks. That screech. Right? Lung Are we going to compare Briggs and Screech? Because that's a crime. You should be arrested right now and dragged by your ankles. Briggs is the Dustin Diamond of uh, no, he's Neil not. Young World. He's not the Dustin Who Diamond. Who would be? Kunkel? Kunkel. Kershaw? No. Korchmar. 
Cooch. Cooch, Cooch Screech. Cooch, 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 Cooch and Screech. No, he's not. They both have those kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so this is the last album before Briggs died, which is kind of weird. Maybe he, I don't know if he maybe knew Briggs was sick. He's a time-traveling vamp. Yeah, he so, so he, I don't know if this had anything, you know, the, the whole, I know... Because all how, most like Russ mentioned, most of this was was written before Kurt Cobain killed himself. He, so you can't really say the whole album's about. But that. it was allegedly after, right? Uh, no, that's true. <laughs> no, it was recorded a little, mostly before and a little bit after. Yeah. See, that's wild to me because yeah. you really feel that in this. For and I don't know yeah. if it's just one of those things that just links itself. I think yeah, I think it's just one of those sort of odd things where, I mean. You 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 have something and then something happens and somehow the the uh, future affects the past and the you know what I mean it's sure, kind yeah. of one of those no, weird totally. blend you, you know well he told uh, NME that when uh, Kurt Cobain died and he left that part of hey hey my mind the note it's better to burn out than to fade away so that note it uh, it struck a deep chord inside of me it fucked with me. Mm. Yeah, I read that. You know, I can well, imagine. There was, you know, well, there was Jesus. rumors going around that he stopped playing it, which wasn't true. No, no. And then, but he said it. He said he actually played it more and narrowed in, or something like that. And he just said it's just another face when I'm playing it that I see now. He right, just sees Kurt's face. Yeah, he said, uh, yeah. or Kurt. The the line in Kurt Cobain's suicide letter was, "I don't have the passion anymore." So remember, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Jeez. And Courtney Love, she read the the suicide note at this memorial they had in Seattle for him. Yeah, and she changed that a little bit because she was like, you know, don't. Or she said, just forget about this part of the letter because it doesn't mean anything. And she read that line, and what? yeah, she she was just like, that's bullshit. And she just was. I think she was just saying, this is not the answer. Sure, killing yourself is no, not the answer for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's we. Uh, it's weird to read a. I mean, imagine, but ima- I mean, you guys imagine. I think about this. Yeah, think, think about, about like this. someone, yeah. someone like kills themselves and they leave town meeting lyrics, you know, in their suicide note. What and lyrics like, would they leave? And like, yeah, really, fuck the man. <laughs> I was gonna say, or shoes favorite. <clears throat> They'd be like, you know, I think I, think I, 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 owe, I think owe you an, an apology. apology. Maybe you'll settle. Yeah, eulogy. Yeah, yeah, all of Jeez, eulogy. I mean, really? <laughs> that, I mean, seriously, that's the whole letter. We shouldn't even put this out in the goddamn ether. Yeah, don't even but cut like, this out. I, no, I, I was thinking about Courtney this. loved this shit. So I watched. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to eulogy. Listen to the rest of the album. I watched the uh, Bazan documentary. <laughs> I really, I really want to watch it. So now. it's really good. But it got. I said I'm going to go back and listen to Pedro's albums and then yeah, Bazan's albums. Posting on it. But yeah. you get into like the last few Pedro albums, not the one that came out last year, but like Achilles' heel and even control and you're like holy shit man yeah how do people not like how how are these lyrics not they must be in hundreds of suicide notes oh yeah like well, that the uh like he literally has like a song simple plan where he's like now that it's over now that we won i still sit in my bedroom alone with the shotgun to think of my family no longer compels me <laughs> It's just like, jeez, yeah. man. Yikes. So that's what I've been listening to for the past few days. Oh, Jesus good. Christ. Now we're yeah. doing this album. Yeah, I know, really. There was a movie. Um, oh, yeah, This Must Be the Place. Have you ever seen that with Sean Penn? No, is it about the Talking Heads song? Uh, David Byrne is in it. Wow. Yeah, okay. but um, it's it's probably one of Sean Penn's best movies, and nobody, nobody fucking knows about him? it. I don't think he directed it. 
<clears throat> but That's a he, bold statement because he's got some good movies. He's yeah. a great actor, but this is this is really. I've never even heard. Yeah, of my <laughs> It's, it's fun. my favorite. Stop one. Is that, is that, is that, is that Mystic River? Yeah. Oh my god! I tried. I tried rewatching Mystic River uh, like three months ago. Oh, Kevin Bacon's dumb Boston get, accent is oh. unbearably bad. Yeah, that's one of those accents you just <clears throat> yeah don't. It yeah, it, it can ruin a whole movie. You know who's so yeah. good in that is fucking Tim Robbins. Is Tim Robbins fucking, is yeah. awesome. Wicked good in that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, Sean Penn plays a rock star who. Uh, becomes reclusive because a fan kills themselves and puts his lyrics huh. in the suicide oh, note. Oh, jeez. And he's not like, he plays, are you guys familiar with The Cure? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this lead guy for The Cure, Robert Smith, that's basically who he's playing. Hmm. He lives in a castle in Ireland. He's got the giant hair. He wears makeup. And he kind of talks like this. <laughs> he's, it's unbelievable. You don't even see Sean Penn. Okay. And uh, but that's basically it's him dealing with that, and then he gets mixed up with a Nazi hunter. What? Because his father was in a concentration camp in World War II, and they find out. Where I need this, to watch this movie. It's really amazing. Yeah. They find out where an officer lives that humiliated Sean Penn's father, and so he feels that if he finds this guy, it'll help him get over both of those. It's it's really amazing. It's but called this must be the place. this must be the place. I gotta yeah. find it. And but that's I mean I can't even imagine. Somebody and I don't think Kurt Cobain was saying that song made him kill himself, no, but no. he said, "You know what? Neil Young was right." And the way Neil Young talks about that song, who knows what he really meant by it? Right? Because he's always giving a different answer. But it's just—it just must really—it's it, got to fuck uh, with you. It's got to just play with. If your it head. doesn't, then you're a psychopath. If it doesn't mess with you on some level, right? And the whole world seeing it too. Yeah. Yeah, Ugh. it's just that's that's just um, yeah. I can't even imagine what. Forget that feels about like. town meeting. What if someone left like a line from "Long May You Young" in a suicide? <laughs> oh, something about semen. The titty bird. <laughs> the titty bird. The titty bird made me do it. <laughs> God, it's terrible. It's really dark. But he was. He had. I didn't realize how much. And again, posthumously, it must. It. it I'm sure you add. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But he. I think I read the same interview. He really respected Kurt Cobain. He he did because Kurt, like much like Devo, you know, he considered Kurt Cobain to be a true original. Oh yeah, like there was nobody else like him, and they kind of had the same outlook. Like, don't yeah. trust anybody. You know, don't sell your well, stuff. And, and, and I don't want to be that guy, but I mean, there has never been a band up and like Nirvana before or after Nirvana. They've just there's just never been anyone like the a lot of people have, a lot of bands have tried. Oh yeah, but none have even come close to succeeding. No. I mean you could almost make the same argument about like the Beatles. Right. Well, there's a lot of bands no that has, sound like those bands. Like there's a lot tried. of bands that sound like the Beatles and some of them are good. Same thing, there's yeah. a lot of bands that try to sound like Nirvana, but it wasn't exactly the sound of Nirvana, which itself wasn't that or you don't think extraordinary? So? No, I don't think so. It was the, really? it was the yeah. no, it was the the attitude I think and the it, feeling. Yeah, I just think the and way the, the it, way he wrote songs was like yeah that, that yeah yeah. But even that, I mean, I feel like a little bit of that was kind of Dylan esque, where you just put words that are weird together. Well, that's know? he admitted like, to doing that. Yeah, yeah. but it's not yeah, even that just was like that. His it's style. It, that, but also just like the simplicity of some, like even fucking a song like Polly or. I don't know. I don't. Again, though, I mean, it's not, a it's not podcast, super but. original, but well, in sound, 
Yeah, in sound. But yeah. in in the the the, Dude, the, he, the he character a, of the song. He made songs. a top forty hit called "Rape Me." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, I know. Just like, I don't know. I, I like Nirvana a lot. Yeah, and he was a Neil was a big fan. Yeah, no I guess, one's saying I'm not saying I don't like Nirvana. I'm just making the argument that I don't. I mean, it, it's sort of. I know you're not a a, a huge fan, but um, it's almost like a sort of. Kind of how like Twin Peaks was this weird sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And yet it lived on, and you know what I mean? It's sort of. I guess I think as I I'm I'm so anti Twin Peaks that I'm really struggling with the yeah. Why do you hate life? <laughs> I, the album? We've, Just we've already talked about it. Go back a few episodes. <laughs> I love Twin Peaks. I also really like. Yeah, it did Twin nothing Peaks. for me, and I watched all of it. I even watched the new Showtime. The new Showtime. That you know what. Visually, it's it was pretty striking, but you know it was better when they gave David Lynch a twenty-two minute parameter to create the yeah. show. I just don't think you I'm know. a David Lynch guy. I don't really? like I, none See, of his I love movies his do stuff. anything. I for also me. Love, I also yeah. like David Lynch. Not that, everything he did is great, but yeah. he's done. And some I'm sure John, I'm sure John, friend of Nails, is punching his because he <laughs> loves David Lynch and loves Eraserhead in particular, but. Yeah, yes. I like David Lynch. I know we're off top, but I don't think we are. Well, no, I mean, not I really, think, because I can tell you right yeah. now, Sleeps with Angels is very much like a racer head. What? It is dark. Yeah, dude, it's, and it's got haunting, like Lynchian sort and of, it's, it's got it's this confusing like... confusing at times. Yeah, yeah, which I also think is, to, I mean, I think it ties in perfectly with Kurt Cobain, where there was shit, he, his like notebooks and shit, did you ever mm-hmm. like... Oh, yeah, uh, that doc, I mean? yeah. Yeah, that documentary, like all that shit. It's like, clearly the guy's got some shit going on, and I feel like... Uh, with Lynch, a lot of it's meditation and trying to like um, capture that like void, the you know the breaking down of all things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That yeah. that space between the, the space. Yeah. Between. <laughs> but um, Jesus, <laughs> you want to talk about a good David? Now that's the David. I'm gonna guys. stab you in the neck with a pen. Better, better. But I, I think there is a big correlation between those th- like the, those people. You know? Yeah. And that sort of um artistics uh yeah <laughs> well i'm just going i'm the off, one that smoked weed buddy. no i'm just going off i'm just going off what you also said about i i liked the showtime thing but i also think it was can a we, little bit too much of a free can pass we, hold on can we talk about that real quick because i don't know if that if i kept that in the beginning or not Mike shows up, he sees an ashtray, it's got a tiny little baby roach in there that's been smoked down to a nub, and he's like, what is this? I'm like, I don't know, probably Babe left it here, and he's like, I'm going to smoke this. And I did. And you did. And I got a pretty decent hit off of that, if you can't tell already. You got to do what you got to do. I'm going to need two or three pizzas in about 20 minutes. I shouldn't tell you this, but Babe's coming here at like 2.30 or, or 3. And he'll have plenty, oh, really? Plenty yeah, of he'll, 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 I got to get out of here, because yeah, I got to yeah. do a radio show later. <laughs> I got to make some kind oh, of I thought sense. that was him. Oh, God. What's up, bud? I'm going to try this. I talked to mom about it yesterday. Okay. Did you? Huh? Did you really, though? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Just like Luke talked to her about the guitar. What does that mean? You, you, he he was watching the kids. Yeah, but Selah's home now, so. Uh, my son just popped in and told me he's going to a friend's house, but uh, just cut it. I should it. tell you guys his favorite Neil Young song, Albuquerque. Oh my God! Isn't that weird. That's a great tune, uh, though. Jose's. He lo- that's cool it. that he connect. That's it's weird, but it's cool that he connected with that song. Yeah, because how old is he? He's 
13. He's going to be 14. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. And you wouldn't think like tonight's like when I was that, when I was like 16 and I just started listening to Nights of the Night, I was like, I just don't understand. Sure. I never, if, as a kid, I wouldn't have, Albuquerque would have done nothing for yeah, me. Yeah, I would have, yeah. He loves it. Hmm. Anyway. Wow. Well, let's. All I need, all I need to say is that fucking Neil Young plays the goddamn flute. Oh my this god! This is the only. And Neil, oh my god! And the accordion. Right. Does it? Is he the one that plays the accordion in this? Um, probably because Nils yeah. isn't around. Although Poncho Unless it could have been, been Poncho. Poncho plays yeah. some keyboards. I on didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that was Neil till today. Really? Yeah. I was doing some last minute research, and I'm like, oh my god! Oh, you can. I can. You can like feel that it's Neil. It's, <laughs> it's the only. Like, yeah, it's the only album that Neil plays flute. I think Neil Nilsed himself. Yeah. With the flute. Yeah. You know, he too. said, "I don't really know how to play the flute, but." Anybody want to play? And finally, everybody said no to Neil. Yeah. You know, he probably asked, like, Billy Talbot, hey, play the flute. I'm like, I'm not playing that, Neil. He's at the point where now... Briggs, people, play the flute. People no are way. finally saying Nuh-uh. no to him. Briggs, yeah. yes, Briggs. I ain't playing that fucking flute. Give the, me some cocaine. I'll play the fucking flute. Fuck you. Fine, I'll play mm. it myself. I'll do, mm. do everything myself. <laughs> I'll do it live. Fuck we'll it. Do, fuck it. I'll write it myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I fucking love it. Well, if, if you got to watch the. I only um, like it because it's Neil. You got to watch the it. Sleeps with Angels. I think it sounds great. Thing on Neil Young Archives because it I shows him. I didn't watch him, the whole thing, but does it show him playing? Oh, it shows him playing the oh, flute. It's awesome. great. And he's like he's got like his trucker hat on, yeah. and he's like just jamming the flute. It's got some really special weird Neil moments. Yeah. Of him dancing, you know, <laughs> creepy smiles. You yeah. know, looking over yeah. Ralphie's shoulder while he's playing the you know. The what is it called? The vibraphone. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Do you want to just since a lot of the stuff will be song specific? Do you want to start hopping into them? Yeah, let's get right in. All right, let's go to the first one here. Two different melodies. The, the piano. What kind of? It's it's a vibraphone. It's I called think. a no. It's called a tack piano. Tack piano and oh. the vibraphone together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I looked up a tack it's, piano. Do you know what that is? No. I from what I read, and I'm sure they make them this way too. You don't have to do this. It's made out of tacks. It's completely made out of tacks. Tax Lofgren makes them. Oh, oh really? Jesus. No, no from the tax emporium. No, I don't want to create a whole new. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. I think I already did. <laughs> Tax Lofgren. Please don't make a tax Lofgren. Because <laughs> then there'll be a turbo tax Lofgren. Oh, God, a... stop. No, but they take a piano, and instead of the hammers, they put they literally put thumbtacks in there, so it's got that more tinkly, like, oh. uh, honky-tonky sound. Oh, so instead sound. of a pad, it's something yeah. hard, and that's what gives it that kind of chiminess. Yeah, which is such an interesting thing, like a sound. Yeah. What's the na- What's that type of piano that, like, Bach is... It... You know what I'm talking about? Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Ah, uh, shit. Piano forte? Sousaphone. No, no, no. It's... Oboe? Fuck a phone. 
Uh, whatever. <laughs> a shitty piano? Russ, that's Russ's face. Do you not like Because I know Bach? they're just going <laughs> to... I wrong? bought a car from Bach once. Oh, Jesus. It was Bach Toyota. Come on down. Route 1 on the auto mile in Nawood. Um, try but to get, I love the... I, I love, dare to try to get Mike to talk shit about Ernie. Harpsichord. harpsichord. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah it does kind of a little bit like It that. sounds actually very much like a harpsichord. harpsichord yeah. Yeah, I love how it interacts with the sound of the vibraphone. Me too. Oh, yeah. And it's I like the like timpani sort of. Yeah, you know that Crazy like, Horse really shines on this album because they're not just bashing it out. Like right, they they're usually like are. actually they're they're adding doing texture, production, and accent. Stuff, yeah, you know? they're playing to yeah. the song. You know, and I, I really got to give Billy Talbot to me. I like I choose like a hero for every album. To me, Billy Talbot's performance on this album, the bass. Oh, the is bass just, is awesome. And it, or maybe it's just what's the way that, it's and mixed. That, what's that one? I think it's the bass. That one song where he's doing like thing. You know what I'm oh, talking uh, about? Yeah, Safeway card. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it just seems like you can hear him better, and he's doing more interesting things because they, you know, Neil likes to keep Crazy Horse nice and simple. Don't spook the horse. Yep. But on this one, they're really doing some different things. I think it's, they really shine. The, all of them really shine yeah. on this. David Briggs said that this was Poncho's best performance in the studio. Really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. On on guitar. Yeah, he's really kind of over the years has gotten more and more. Right. You know. Um, Sometimes it's hard to notice Poncho. Yeah. I'll be quite yeah, honest. Yeah. But you know, but that's, maybe that's the thing. It's that's like he why keeps it going. Neil likes in the groove. Him, yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. It gives him the the backbeat. The back. Uh, sort of just that other little thing right, that's like not foundation. too crazy so it's that like, Neil yeah. can be crazy. It's like a foundation you know? for him to build on. Yeah. yeah. I wrote, uh, it's, you know, obviously all of us feel this way, but I wrote before I even really did the research into this when I was just listening that this m- melody, even though it's sort of like lullaby-y or child-ish, like, yeah. it's also got this melancholiness to it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um and it then sets, once I started it, yeah. doing the research, I was like, oh, that's kind of a, you know, yeah. an overall vibe of the record. But I, I noticed it right off the bat that it's like, ch- it's childish or childlike, childlike, but um, it's also sort of uh, yeah, like brooding. It's also a little um, brooding is a good word. Yeah. You know, uh, that melancholiness. It's melancholy because it. it's yeah. at the same time, it's like. Very tuneful. Would you say yeah, it's very yeah. bright? It's, but would you say in, it's in like a, got melancholy and also maybe an infinite sadness to it? Can we move on? <laughs> Sorry, Jesus, go tell the fucking Smashing Pumpkins podcast. It is weird that this is a, that this, like you were saying, Mike, that this <laughs> is a uh, a crazy horse record. You know? Yeah. You right, right off the bat, you get fucking marimbas and right. Tack piano, and a flute. But, it you know, yeah. but it doesn't sound out of place. It should sound out of place no. on this record, but it doesn't. Sound no, I, I yeah. love it, yeah. and I like how it bookends. Like the last song, I think yeah, he uses, he uses the, same the piano on the similar, last song yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's similar. I like right. that. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert: I like this one way more than the last song, and I don't hate the last song, but it's uh, this one to me is very, it's very impactful. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it kind of sets it up. It's it's kind of an yeah, it's kind of sad. But at the same time, it it's hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yes. somewhere, somewhere, someone's dreams are coming true. Yeah. And even though I may have failed or I didn't make it this time, you know, I'll have other chances. Mm-hmm. Which is also a very positive message, considering what we've been talking about. Kirk Kurt Cobain's suicide. You know, this whole album is kind of like his commentary on what was going on at that time. 
in the 90s. Yeah. You know, and we'll, we'll touch on that as we get through the songs, but it's kind of like these guys who lived through the 60s and this kind of cultural revolution that was going on in the 60s was kind of happening in the 90s too. Not, not on maybe sure. such a large scale, but after like 12 years of Reagan and Bush, Clinton gets in there. All of a sudden... Wow, we're into Clinton already. Yeah, wow. so like, you know, sexuality becomes uh, an issue that people become more accepting of. You know, like homosexuality, bisexuality, trans, all that really starts to become a little more accepted. You see it on not TV. Not the album. The album's still not very <clears throat> accepted, the album trans. No, yeah. no. In fact, yeah, that, yeah. that's the only trans that we won't accept. Um, but then, like, you know, o- other things, too, like drug use and art and culture. There's a lot of things that loosened up, yeah. that opened up, and people became... People are starting to realize the war on drugs was absolute bullshit. Right, it was just a waste of fucking money to keep, you know, fucking certain countries, you know, our military in certain countries. And, and certain uh, races in prison. <laughs> right, in prison, <laughs> yeah. and private prisons, and that whole shit. So it's like, this is... But a lot of, at the same time, a lot of things came with <clears throat> a price, which is something we talked about on another album, that there's a price for everything. Yeah. And I think that Neil saw, became the godfather of grunge and saw what the, the music scene was, was going on at the time. And he was like, wow, okay, this is another revolution. Because think of what grunge pushed aside, you know, hair metal and, and stuff yeah. like that. Kind of like punk rock pushed aside, you know, disco and and all that shit the grunge was grunge music like nirvana pearl jam soundgarden that stuff was more honest it was more raw emotionally you know <clears> lyrically <throat> it was more musically advanced it was it was a more honest statement than cherry pie by warrant mm-hmm. you know but i don't, I don't know I like a nice slice of cherry pie. Are you myself. saying smells like teen spirit it was a different song than cherry pie i'm by just saying warrant. there was a different attitude <laughs> involved but it's so you had all that stuff they really did come along and make hair metal just look like absolute shit i'm sorry like and i'm well, not you know, no disrespect to if hair you're metal, looking for like, if you're looking for the answers to life's problems in hair metal you're looking in the wrong place if you're looking to get if drunk, you're looking to get sugar porn on you right you know right if you're looking to get thrown out of a strip club then you're in the right place that's true that's very true. you know you don't go don't I go fucking, to fucking the I scorpions fucking, to look I, for moral just, guidance it's not me at all man. right it's all right just not yeah for because me. you're but just not do you remember and you're i mean i just you were you were too young for this but do you remember when that video for smells like teen spirit came out and how fucking awesome it was you know why because it depicted what was really out there it wasn't a bunch of guys with makeup on yeah and huge hair and it wasn't fucking whitney houston you know it wasn't these mega fucking stars like michael jackson it was people that looked i remember seeing that and i was what 22 when that came out and I remember seeing that going, those people are like the people I hang out with. Yeah. You know, yeah. those people yeah. in the stands, they're dressed like I am. People in the stands. <laughs> you know, the whole, I was just like, and the, the band was dressed like I was, and that was like punk rock. Yeah. You went to see a punk rock show, you saw people on stage that were basically like who you were. Yeah. And that gave you this thing like, well, anybody can do this. You're not, you're not so fucking special. That's awesome. Yeah. You that's know, the best. and yeah. so that's what Nirvana was like. And like, I think Neil saw this, but then people started fucking dying. <clears throat> Kurt Cobain killed himself. Yeah. You know, heroin got into it. And Neil saw all this happening already. Yeah, yeah. it's the same. You know, he saw this, the dream of the 60s It's the same burn out the because same of music, drugs. different lyrics. Right, yeah, exactly. Just like these songs You know, people started, album. like Janice yeah. died and Jimmy and, yeah. you know, so it was They're just, all 27, by the way. Right, exactly. Danny Witten, Bruce Berry. 
you know, so he saw this happen before and he was like, oh, okay, well, this is just going to be the same fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these people get and famous I think that, and they I think end up like David Crosby. This might you know? be obvious as well, but I feel as if that, uh, that him seeing that, especially with Kurt and everything, is what drew him more close to Pearl Jam, right? I mean, well, that's got to be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, the story there, I think, is Kurt Cobain tried to kill himself months before in Rome. He I did? He, I didn't know that. Well... They they said it was an accident. He took a bunch of sleeping pills, drank a bunch of champagne. Okay. Neil Young tried to get in touch with him oh. and tried to reach out to him. And he, I think, and I'm speculating here, I'm not speaking for Neil, but obviously they didn't connect. Mm-hmm. And I think Neil felt something about that. Like, if I could only have talked to him. Mm-hmm. Because he says in, in Jimmy McDonough's shaky that I would have told him that, you know, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You're on top of the world right now. They don't. You don't have to listen to what the record company tells you. To, you're more valuable to them, you know. And so I think that's what he did with Pearl Jam because yeah. Eddie Vedder was starting to lose his mind. Yeah, I think just, he saw they this, became the, famous yeah. almost. He was overnight. reading the tea leaves and was right. like, "Oh fuck!" I gotta. And so they he went to Pearl Jam and he yeah. said, "Look, you guys are on top of the world. The mm-hmm. record company doesn't want to lose you. You can do whatever you want." And yeah. that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, I'll say, you know? as Pearl Jam of all those bands. They have the mo- they obviously have the most longevity. They're still fucking doing it. But I, I just, and again, I don't know. I, I don't. I like Nirvana. I like Pearl Jam. Soundgarden did nothing for me. I never really got into them. That's probably my favorite band out of really? all of those bands. Yeah, to me, the most interesting. It's so it's anyway. in, it's funny that out of that era, everyone has that band. That, yeah, you're a Pearl Jam. Mine's, guy. I'm Pearl Jam. You're a Nirvana I'm a Pearl guy. Jam. Yeah, and guy. I love Pearl yeah. Jam too. They're my they're my dudes. Like, yeah. but see, I'm more of a, a Soundgarden guy. And, and yeah. I would never take anything away from Soundgarden. It's just I they just I didn't con- I didn't connect with them for whatever right. reason. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're right. It is an interesting. Yeah, some people are like, nope, Nirvana. That's it. I mean, yeah. there's the Alice in Chains. Yeah, people, right. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yep. And then there's the guy with the you know distressed denim who still loved you know Warrant. <laughs> so. But see, that's how I see this, the mood of this album. And, and then this yeah. song, he says, you know, he talks about, like, I got to get somewhere. It's mm-hmm. not too late to get somewhere. So it's kind of like, yeah, right. you've lost your way, you know, but you still have time to. And this is not about Cobain either. This is just about, I think he's seeing just what's happening in general. And he's saying, look, you can ch- change. That yeah. was my one. You th- can change direction here. Drink. Yeah. So. But that was my one <laughs> thought about this is that, it kind of, after hearing the connection between Cobain and this, it blew my mind that this was not about Cobain. In fact, was written yeah. before that. Because this feels very much, I don't know, lyrically and the mood of it, mm-hmm. the setting up of it, mm-hmm. it feels very much connected to that. And again, it's like you said, it's like the whole Mandela thing. Your, yeah, your brain yeah, is kind yeah. of connecting. You know what I found interesting to go to the lyrics uh how many Neil songs up to this point have been that love is the is the way? Right. Right? And yeah. then what you got in this song is, when dreams come crashing down like trees, I don't know what love can do. When life is hanging in the breeze, I don't know what love can do. My heart, my heart, I got to keep my heart. It's not too late. It's not too late. I got to keep my heart. You know? Well. And it's sort of like, is, I, is it just a different version of love? You know what I mean? Love I think for that's, your, I think yourself? That's a, I think that's right? a faith question. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been in love before, and it's ended up badly. Yeah. But 
it's the one thing that can maybe still help. Yeah. Like if you're confused, if you're lost, and I think he touches on that in most of these songs. That you know, a lot of these tunes share lyrics. I don't know if you guys noticed that. I think I picked up a little bit. There's yeah, a lot yeah, of there's, there's like, a lot of lyrical yeah. repetition mm-hmm. through this whole. It's thing. almost a concept album, right? It's it's kind of like a he yeah. he he said it's kind of like a Broadway play where there's themes they keep going yeah, back they, to they touch into or an opera even they keep going back to a, a yeah familiar I mean theme o- or the melody. obvious well, ones, he, it's the not obvious... an opera because he's not an opera star. Ho 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 ho! The obvious ones are like Western Hero and fucking Train of Love or whatever, but right. Even like we've pointed out, the um, opening and closing songs have similarities. But I also noticed just sprinkled throughout the album, there seems to be like a chord or two here or a little melody hint that mm-hmm. is sort of... And also the flute, you think it's only in the second song, no. but it comes back yes. briefly at the very end. What's, which song is it? Oh, I, it's I, like I when it's, the song's fading out and you can hear it like... I think it might be true. You have to like really listen for it. I didn't. I I didn't catch but, it. Yeah, if you really listen as the song's fading. Yeah, you can hear him like wail you can hear into, him wail it. into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So just things like that. It's sort of, you know what I mean. Yeah. He, he's just yeah. always like, call calling back to. Yeah. It's calling back. Like calling forward. Refer, it's like this, he's referring. Yeah. 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 You know, let's move on let's to see, uh, was, Prime yeah, Alive yeah. because I'm I'm I need some flute in my life. Yeah, you do. Yeah. This one's for all you ladies out there. What I do is I like to pretend I'm six. <laughs> I play this in the back of my arrow star. Oh. <laughs> he sings well, I very. I to hear the primal life. You know, he right. sings very gently. Yeah. Through this album, except for yeah. piece of crap. But that song's he, a piece of crap. He. He, it's like the whole band is just kind of like it's we talked about the mournful feeling it's almost like um it's like a being quiet at a funeral comforting right yeah like you're just trying to be I'm really sorry or, or an yeah, Irish i'm wake, sorry you know. for your loss yeah you're just trying to he's trying to be like sensitive <laughs> yeah. he's trying to like you know be gentle about things <laughs> you know it's like a I mean, this is a, this is a fucking. But I know he's playing the flute in this one, but it's almost like he's blowing out little candles. You know, he's like, Ooh. you know, what? come on. This what the way the he's singing. Did you smoke some of those? Weird the way things? he's singing, it's like a little. You know, he's doing a little. That's what please, it sounds like when I fart. Please don't <laughs> a do a. Ge- please don't do a gentle blow into that microphone. Stop. Let's prime a line. He is. It's very. He's very soft, soft-spoken when he sings this one. This is another tune that you would think he wrote this after learning about Kurt Cobain. If you read the lyrics, mm. you know this guy was at the top. Yeah. You know he was at that peak. He was at the zenith, and then he mentions the king and queen walking out into the sunlight. To me, that could be taken as, you know, Kurt and Courtney, you know, are now on the front page of everything, everywhere. And but, they're like, "Are you feeling all right? You know, not feeling yeah. too bad myself." That's like, to me. That was a reference to the '60s because that's a traffic song. Yeah, feeling all right. So what you're saying I, is that uh, it's about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, uh, drink, drink. drink. Yeah, that was a good one, Russ. I think it's about Crosby, Stills, and Nash wanting to change double drink. Double oh drink. my god, <laughs> I ran out of drink. <laughs> We're drinking so much, and noon. But, yeah, by the time you have to um, leave, this is about right. Crosby, Stills, and change. I'm going to the radio. Also, Babe text. Babe just messaged us saying that he's bringing margaritos. Oh my god, this is gonna be. Oh, whatever. 
How do you feel about the... I like the flute. I like that it's like a little off and, and right. it's got that... I mean, it's... It did nothing it for me It becomes sort of Native American-y too. Like it, it's got like the... What is a pan flute sort of, you know? It's got the uh, like an Inca vibe maybe. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like... Um, yeah, maybe Southern American. It's sort of like that fucking thing Peter Pan plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's... <laughs> um. Hawk is a codfish. Fuck you, Captain Hook. You're I think, a codfish. I think it sounds really... me. It really sounds fragile. Smee. You know, yeah. and the whole album yeah. sounds... Fra- the whole album is, like, brittle. Mm. It's like they're trying to... Like I said, they're trying to play electric, but as gently as possible. I would say, like, 75% of the album is brittle, but the brittle parts... There's also huge differences between the first... It's There's sections to it. Yeah, like, the, the, like the first get- section of this album, it's, it, it is that. But then it gets like fucking. This is also one of his longer albums, too. Oh yeah, it's pretty long. Sixty something minutes, I think. And it get then it gets sort of uh, a little more ominously loud and dark. Well, the guitar does, but it's yeah. not. It's never like. It's not like Ragged Glory, which was like just exploding, right. which was just like yeah, bashing yeah. away. You know, yeah, they were just having fun. The fun vibe was right. in the distortion. Here he uses it like it's kind of like the the guitar in El Dorado where it just made it. It was just foreboding, yeah. mm. you know. It was yeah. evil sounding. It's like there's like a darkness kind of washed over the whole thing. Darkness yeah. washed, washed over indeed. Um, can we take a can we take a break? I gotta piss. A little break. Are or, you gonna pee outside in the daylight? No, I'm gonna go to the actual basket. I was gonna do a chasing more peas. All okay. Right. Right. And we're back from peeing. That was a, a satisfying pee. Yeah, it's nice to pee indoors. It smelled like squirt. <clears throat> uh, w- say what you just said, because I think that's fascinating. Oh, okay, so the running order of Sleeps with Angels, um, they struggled over the running order. Because Neil, <laughs> I think this was in Shaky, Neil didn't want it to sound too depressing, <laughs> which is kind of funny for this album. Right. Um, so it was Briggs who finally came up with a running order they could all agree with, and he came up with the running order getting shit-faced while playing dice with some of the crew at the studio. Of course. And he was fucking shit-faced, and they were talking about it while they were playing dice, and, and he came up with an order that Neil thought worked really well. <laughs> Which, when you look at the order... That's what a producer does, boys. But it also makes sense for this album, because there are some songs, like, once you get into the to song Sleeps With Angels... Then, like in my mind, it's gonna start dipping into those jammy, more like electric vibey things. Mm-hmm. But then, right after "Sleeps with Angels," I think is "Western Hero," and it's just like I don't know. It feels a little bit out of place, but it also. Doesn't. I think you need that dynamic, so yeah. there's not. It's not lopsided. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's kind of like um, stars and bars. Mm-hmm. So you have to me, it's like the party side. Yeah. You know, where it's like him and the saddlebags. I'm sorry, or the bullets. Whatever you want to call it. Linda Ronstadt, Nicolette Larson. And then on mm-hmm. side, the other side, it's the really moody, kind of softer Blues. stuff. And, yeah. you know, that's like the after party. That's mm-hmm. after the party mood, you know. Saddle so, up, baby. That's right. right. So there are some uh, nice guitar stuff. There is nice guitar stuff. On Prime of Life? Prime of Life, yeah. I put... Um, Did you put 209? I put 230. And I also put three thirty, but two thirty. It has. Did you have he does this two hundred nine. Yeah. All right. I'll just play from there, and we'll go into them. Yeah, because two hundred nine, we should go into two thirty. Giddy up. Mm-hmm. 
flute. But listen to the just blistering. Yeah. And then uh, there's some weird shit going on here, but then like the guitar comes back and it sort of sounds like a like a dog barking. Or yes. Something. Yeah. yeah, right here, around like two thirds. Right, right here. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, I think it's coming up. Was it the next section you 2:30. said? 2.30. It sounds like whale song. I already did 2.30. Really? Yeah. Maybe it's 3.30? Or maybe it's doing that thing where we can't hear it or something. No, maybe. Yeah. Sorry. Great. Go to 3.30. There's some nice stuff. We're coming up on it right now. Oh, okay. I'm alive. <laughs> That's nice. nice. Neil could play the blues. Really? Yeah, Yeah, he could. Alright, I gotta fade it. You know, if you watch that that video, did you see in that video on the archives how they're set up in the studio? It's just like they are live. Yeah. So they have Neil's mic, Mm -hmm. and then there's another mic that Poncho and Billy can share. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing in this one. They're kind of both leaning in and singing. And then sometimes they'll walk over like, just like live and they'll share Neil's mic. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, so that's, that's, that's fucking Neil, man. Yeah. It's so, he's just keeping it. He wants to capture it. That's what you get on stage. Yeah. That's how they do it in the studio. Yeah. You know, obviously they can afford to have another microphone in there, but no, they're going to do it like they do it. They can afford to do an ISO booth. Right. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. But no, they do it. That's how they fucking do (laughs) it. And they keep it real. Like, it's like you could definitely give both of them the you know, Poncho's like, hey, yeah. hey, uh, hey, Neil, think I could get uh, my own mic? <laughs> no, not this next time, Poncho. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. Maybe next time. Yeah, we'll get you a mic next time. Better luck next time, Poncho. And then he Poncho. turns to Briggs. <laughs> there won't be a next time. Don't don't give Poncho his own mic. <laughs> don't give Poncho a mic. He'll if sell you it do, for give drugs. Him a fake one. <laughs> don't Poncho. plug it in. Yeah, it's don't like plug it in. when you play Nintendo with your little brother, you give him a fake controller. Yeah. That's what Neil does with Poncho. He <laughs> yeah. It's like a um, mic. It's like the last waltz where so Levon, he's doing Levon said in This Wheel's on Fire that Robbie Robertson's microphone wasn't even plugged in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't want <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, that's what they Le- didn't want That's what Levon said, man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but that, this, like, the, this is the gentleness. He sings like this very gently in every song. Mm-hmm. He's easing you in. He's easing you into some heavier stuff, but even with a heavier he's still subject. Singing Tune. very gently. Yeah. They're, and, you know. Mm. All right. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to Patterson Hood. <laughs> Drive by. Oh, I got it. I love this song. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. And it's 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 one of his saddest. Yeah. Lyrics are awesome in this too. I can't believe yeah. machine gun sings. Yeah. Drive by. 
And it's, you know, this is some, like, this was part of 90s culture. I mean, it, it still is, but in the 90s, drive-by shootings were all over the news. And yeah. not just in L.A. I, when I, I lived in Richmond, Virginia at the time. When I moved there, it was the murder capital of the United States. It was in the, Richmond? It was the highest murder rate per capita Jeez. in the United States. And drive-by shootings happened all the time. And it was something that we always kind of thought of when we went out. And it was in, it happened so much. And I think that's what he's, that's why this, the tone of this song seems weary. Mm. It's that it's, it's in the news every day. Mm. This, this little girl got shot. Oh, drive by, you know? Yeah. Kind of, kind of just resigned to the fact that, oh, this, it happened again. It's got a resignated vibe to it. That's it. Yeah. Resignated vibe. Like, and it's kind of the, I mean, it's kind of the same vibe that the country still has about a lot of these issues. Like we're never going to figure this out. And right. It it's in the it news is. again yeah. and there's no solution in sight. And this is kind of, you know, like prime of life. It's saying the same thing. This is what the youth of America are doing. They're getting into these cars yeah. and they're trying to prove themselves by killing someone. There's, and that's, they've totally devalued human life. Yeah. And what, why? How did that happen? I don't know, but it's happening every day. Video games. I blame rock and roll. Also that. Yeah. I blame the rock and the roll. I blame... Uh, uh, I blame Satan. Yeah, I blame Devil, Devil Rock. Yeah. yeah. I blame Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. I blame Stephen King. Don't you dare. Careful. Yeah, I blame Dean evil. Koontz. <laughs> I blame Clive Barker. I can get down with that. I can yeah. blame Clive. Yeah. He's, I, I really, he's fantastical. I really like the um, melody. I like the uh, change when it goes to, now she's gone. Like You're saying it's kind of an unchanged start. melody? Oh, Drink. Stop it. Please stop. <clears throat> Did you like I put unchained melody in yeah, the Yeah, I get episode? it. I get it. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> now she's gone like a shooting star. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that and shooting nice. star, that's from my heart. Yeah. In the first verse, it he is? sees a shooting star falling from oh, the sky. Yeah. yeah, I didn't grab that. There's another line in here that was from my heart, and then the invincible thing. Yeah, yes, which he also calls back to as well. In the, right in the uh, Blue Eden, yeah, yeah, and it's just it, so this again. This is like a commentary on what's going on during that day, and it's like, and this whole album has that kind of bubbling very, tension. Yeah, concept albumy too, where it kind of like follows a line. Yeah, and I guess it sort of makes sense if Briggs just rolled the die on it, literally, as yeah. far as the order that things would be like. Oh, I don't know. One's saying, calling back here, one's doing that there. Right. And, I'm not saying that he used the dice to make the running order. Okay. I'm just saying he. That's came what I up, thought you meant. No, 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 oh, no. Right. He was just getting drunk playing dice. Oh, and he was thinking oh, of that. Oh, no, oh, I didn't. Oh, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, this is not. I a, totally thought you. Yeah. No, no, no. This is not a Dungeons and Dragons style <laughs> okay. running order. Gotcha. Get me extra charisma. Uh, put my heart up front. It's got the most experience points. Can I do a perception check on if there's any birds or ch- or trains around? I have a spell that gets more birds. Briggs is just like calls on yeah, the birds. Sure, roll, go ahead, roll for. All right, play your fucking stupid nerd game. I'm gonna get a blowjob and an eight ball. I just I just started a new campaign. I'm playing D and D right now. Are you really? Yeah, you baby. still play D and D? I've never played in my life yeah, until oh really? Until recently, it's really fun. I've played twice in my life. And both times it went 12 hours. You know what we need to do? Fun. We yeah. need to get Zach to create a Neil-themed, time-traveling vampire Neil-themed 
campaign for us to play. Excuse me, we're getting a board game. That would be oh, cool. that's true. Are yeah. we, though? I don't really want to <laughs> yeah. play that. A board game and an interpretive dance to go along with it. I did t- After that episode, I told Tony that we record on Tuesdays at the Lunenburg Library. Oh, good. <laughs> Please be there with a the camera. Oh. I love Ralphie on this, how he accents the shooting with the snare. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just hits it a little harder. It gives you that kind of gunshot kind of thing. I didn't even notice that, but yeah. I was think I was so happy because I remember the machine gun line and knowing the song called Drive-By. I'm like, there's going to be there's gonna be a dumb... Oh, you think he's going to pull out the, the sound effects? But he didn't. No. And I, and I, I, think, he, no. I think they nailed the mood of this oh, song. Oh. Hey, 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 easy. Oh, sorry. Easy. There's so many words But yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, it's the mood. This is one of the darker, yeah. more weary-sounding songs on yeah. the album. It's like, the shit's weary going on. Weary is a good word. It's yeah. like, why does this keep happening? Yeah. You know, why is this going on right now? You know, instead of us sending people over to Vietnam to get killed... They're getting killed here. This is like Ohio, but it's not the National Guard. We're just killing each other yeah. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I he can't brings, believe he brings a up the random things. Right. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. Drive, drive. And that by. was the thing, you know, gangs, you know, you have to kill somebody to get into the gang, you know, so you drive by, you shoot somebody, okay, you're in. It doesn't matter who it is. And that person doesn't, like he says in the song, there's a feud going on, something like that, but you don't know. Mm. You know, and you're just caught in the wrong place, wrong. You're going out for fucking milk. Yeah. You know. And then the warriors, they get you. That's right. And he then also, the fucking the also, Lizzie show up. Warriors. He also says, went out riding with the boys. Does he say that? Yeah. I didn't grab that. He's, he's even in this one, he's still very soft-spoken, the way he says. Yeah, it's, it's this kind of like, it's a weary, almost sympathetic kind of tone in his singing. Mm. Yeah, because you have Rocket in the Free World, which is him like screaming out these yeah. issues that we're dealing with, and then this one, it's like, I've, I've, I've we've gone over this so many times. Like, think I, of Southern Man, his vocals in Southern Man, yeah, and how like enraged he becomes. Yeah, voice cracking, like in a yeah. good way. Not, not, I'm not right. Not in shitting on him, but like, but here he's angst. just, he's just like, it's another drive by. Hey, but you get it. You it, know, it really it captures the mood. I think. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's move. We to, got a few uh, songs. We sleeps gotta, with Angels. Let's get through these here. Very similar to uh, Rockin' on the Free World, the intro. Mm. Just initially. Dum, 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 dum. Well, listen to this uh, sonically, and then I want you to play Crash Rickshaw, and so you can hear what I mean. Okay. I know no one else will even know who the fuck that is, but... So there's a there's a band and bands that Luke and I used to be really into like late '90s, early aughts, that were like I guess Christian but sort of hardcore mm-hmm. punky, and uh, one of them was called Crash Rickshaw, and th- and that this vibe reminds play like codependent idolatry or something, Luke. While I'm looking for that, I love this intro. Yeah, I know, me too. It's the perfect. Well, I think it to me, it's almost nostalgic. It like takes me back to listening to those bands. Like uh, a lot of this album feels very, uh, for me, nostalgic because like I came up in the night. You know what I mean? Like late '90s, early the 2000s Mm -hmm. was when I was that style of music was what I was listening to. So I like really liked that. To me, this is the song, and it's I don't know, maybe. But I know this is not late 2000s. I'm just saying, I feel like. This was uh, an inf- influential. Right. It's not pulling it up. Sorry, Rosemary. To oh, me, really? and I don't, I don't know if he meant it to be like this because of the 
inspiration of the song, but this is the one that this song sounds like Nirvana. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. That whole like I know that, that song, "Codependent Idolatry." Yeah, I'll just I, play it through here. Right. Crash Rick Shot rules. But like this, like it'll get oh, to yeah. it. This is kind of got like a. It's an updated version. Yeah, but yeah. But. Yeah, it's, it's great, man. It's good stuff. There's there's a few that have like that, um, but yeah, it's got like just sort of the way the guitar sounds like sonically. Mm-hmm. There's production choices that are that are um, you can similar. Hear, you can hear Neil in so much of that in ways that I never picked up on before. Yeah. Even, like even grunge music, I never really picked up on it until like I like the. I mean, I know Neil hates it, but the Godfather of grunge is such a great term because it's not directly connected but it's there does that make sense like, yeah no absolutely he was know. doing it on everybody knows this is nowhere yeah 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 i mean that's like the that's like the template for 90s alternative rock bands yeah seriously that that album is like it's just raw guitar bass and drums you yeah. know and and melody you know you stick that in there and and um you got me wanting to listen to Crash Rickshaw now. Oh Rush boy, here you'll, we go. Love, you'll love it, man. I, I, I did. did what up to? I uh, get the. I bet the guys in the. I was like, I never heard of them, but I bet the guys in uh, the Punk Tree podcast probably. They know about definitely them. know about. Them. Or our, yeah. our oh, fellow yeah. podcasters. We got to do something sure. with them. We should. Yeah, yeah. we've been talking about it part for of a the while. Pantheon Podcast Network. Yeah. And thanks to AKG for this beautiful microphone I'm putting my bad squirt breath into. It looks good on front of your face. You like that? On front of your face? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have another squirt mosa. <laughs> uh, I love this song. I This isn't in my top three, but it's almost in my top three. Um, but I think this is a good intro into this section of the album. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. This is the only, again, this is the only song he wrote after... So is he referencing Courtney then? I think he is. That's a what lot I, of this, I had a, a lot of this song is she. Yeah, and like he just, you it's know. It's almost then, like Kurt too late. He's sleeping with the angels. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it could be off. I'm just saying no, I think he, a lot he, of it is no, sort I think of it from is. her. It's because sort of, with him it references, you know, he just wanted somebody to love. And if yeah. you know anything about Kurt Cobain, he didn't really have a family life. Yeah, you know, he moved out of his house when he was what, like fourteen, fifteen, or something like that, and yeah, um, or was kicked out or something. He'd never had a stable family life, and so, and it's funny that you think Courtney Love would be the only stable thing in his life. That's that's like, what what's the word for? It? Is that a paradox it's, or what is that? Just, it's just yeah. it just doesn't make sense. It's just a tragedy. Is what yeah, it yeah, is. that's like, what it is. That and Courtney I think, Love becomes his definition of stability yeah, at that I, time. I also yeah. think if you look, if if you get a little deep with some of these lyrics too. I feel like Neil is saying, yeah, you might think, or maybe it would be perceived that by Kurt writing that line in his suicide note from Hey Hey, that he's saying, oh, uh, it's better to burn out to kill myself or whatever now than to fade away. But I also liked it in this uh, lyric here at the end. He says, he's always on someone's mind. Mm-hmm. Too late, too soon. He sleeps with angels. Too late, and and to me, that's almost Neil, Neil saying it's like heart. You didn't do that. You're you're all you. Yeah, you did. You're, you're not. You're, you're not going to fade away. You don't. You're not fading away, right. man. Yeah. You're you're living on in some. You're all you. As long as Nirvana's music exists, and you're always in the. I mean, I know that's we're getting kind of cocoa here, but like he he's living on regardless. Remember, Kurt. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah. I almost feel like it's a little bit Neil, not not covering his ass, but just sort of being like, I think you got that wrong, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think that, what do you think the too late part is? And I think that's why when I brought up earlier that I think he may have well, it's, felt, it's, it's, he, felt of, he felt bad that he wasn't able to get to Kurt. But it's he also, he's also saying him. too late, too soon. Well, yeah, so obviously too he soon died is too soon. Too soon. And too late is too late to prevent that something. No, yeah, like, that no like, one. Because yeah. that's, a, that's a big Cor- cause thing. Because Courtney wasn't around. Right. And, and that's, a, that's, you know. a, that's one of the main things that comes when someone commits suicide. Because I've had it happen right. in my life multiple times. Yeah. And one of the first things you always think of is like, oh, I'm too late. I get I too late. Yeah. Could, I, and which is a selfish feeling. It's stupid but that you think like, you could save theme. someone. It's just, it's just a matter of being like, I, maybe I should have been there. Maybe now I should be. I know it's... It's all psychological, but that's you a know. huge theme. Like even the what's the remember the Ben Fold song about uh, who do he, he wrote a song about someone who killed himself? Oh yeah, not Brick. No, uh, she's a br- I'm yeah. He wrote that about slowly. he wrote that song about Brick Tamlin from uh, Anchorman. <laughs> no, uh, Elliot Smith. Oh yeah, but yeah. the song's literally called "Too Late." You yeah. know what I mean? Right, right. It's just yeah. like a. a I think that's your initial thought, like oh yeah, shit. and I don't think it's meant to be selfish. I think it's meant. I think it's meant. It's a weird sort of. It's a weird sort of. Uh, brick, brick killed a guy. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> I feel like she was a big anchorman. He's a, he, I love know, he it. Oh god! Oh, that movie is. That all, is one of the best comedies. It's all based on truth. <laughs> that's definitely a shoe. <laughs> that's movie. why it's so funny. That's a shoe for sure. That's a shoe Oh my god! Loud noises. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's right. so funny, Ben Folds going, hmm, the movie hasn't come out yet, but yeah. there's a character I have He's in my mind. He's a brick and he loves lamp. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just fucking so funny. Oh, man. Well, this is a great story about the writing of this song. Okay. okay. The, well, there's two. One, he, uh, Neil was playing in a golf tournament set up by Eddie Van Halen for a charity. This is a true story you're about to tell us. Can you this repeat is from, that? This is from, I believe this is from Shaky. That's where I got this. And Did you say he, golf? Golf. Ball golf. Neil? Yes. So Neil's playing in a golf tournament. <laughs> I just can't picture Neil playing with the gloves, golf, dude. Yeah, there's and like, no way. And like pink pants. Like, what the fuck? You know, like Ted Knight and Caddyshack. <laughs> We're waiting. Um, Nine iron, huh? Well, you're fired. <laughs> So what? Let's dance. Neil uh, McGavin. Just tap it in. That's right. Give, give it a little tappy. You eat little tap, pieces. Tap, taparoo. You eat little pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Poncho. No. No. Yeah, so he's, he's playing in a... Neil Young is playing in this golf wow. tournament for charity. And this is shortly after Kurt Cobain killed himself. He writes it while he's in, traveling in between strokes or holes or whatever on a matchbook he writes most of the lyrics that's Jesus. awesome i love right? that yeah. then they go in to record it this song was originally 21 minutes long wow. good lord right and so david briggs was like i don't fucking care you're not putting a 21 minute song in this fucking album that's weird. i feel like that's not like briggs to say that oh briggs no briggs was the guy who kind of actually 
kept it. Well, because then it, after Briggs died, Neil's Neil does have twenty minutes. Songs. Oh yeah, like psychedelic, <laughs> like, psychedelic like, bill, like, yeah. uh, Change your mind is the longest studio track he has. Up but to it's this a long point. one. I mean, it's, yeah, I'm 13, surprised yeah. that Briggs let that go if he if he was had that much say on. Mm. It had the spook on it, as Briggs would say. Yeah, but um, yeah, Briggs was probably good at like. I feel like he probably at least would have heard out a 20-minute version. and then Yeah, he probably did. And then he was just like, nah. Uh-uh. So they try to edit it, and they can't make it work. But those backing vocals, you know, change your mind. Yep. So they, were, they recorded those afterwards. They overdubbed them. And an assistant engineer made a backup of those backup vocals on a DAT tape. Okay. And brought that and said... Um, Listen to this. And so it has the song on it. Um, oh, not the, not Change Your Mind, but for Sleeps With Angels. Yeah. So it only has the backup vocals on it, and then it stops. And that's the version they used, the one they found oh, wow. on a backup of the backup vocals. And Neil was like, that's, that's good. We'll use that. Mm-hmm. That's fucking Neil, man. Fucking Neil, man. Right there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. It's, uh, these lyrics are weird. And he talks about, like, taking trips to... Uh, like is that a? Um, I went. On, I went taking to, trips. Yeah, does I went say, to Costa Rica with Peggy <laughs> and Brick. She had some trips of her own. She well, wasn't that, perfect. She. Yeah, that maybe that could be I mean, another word for issues. But also, yeah, this whole she was a teen queen. She saw the dark side of life. She made things happen. But when he did it that night, he ran up phone bills. She moved around from. It's like, yeah, I know yeah, he this ran is, up phone bills. So does that yeah. mean like he was trying to reach out on this yeah. one song? I know, yeah, it's like, seriously, yeah, yeah. Like is he that's is he saying he was trying to call people and no one? You know, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just Ugh. interesting. The lyrics are are really interesting. Yeah. But we should move on. Yeah, we Western get, Hero. We, we got going to Western Yeah, we got to get going here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Timmy tune. It's wild that this comes after Sleeps with Angels. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I got I to gotta think about that. Okay. Go for it. All right, so we're talking about a person who was supposedly the spokesperson for a generation killing themselves. And then we follow it on a song on how at least America's idea of a hero has changed since the creation of the country. Mm. So the first verse is... Okay, you know, sure. He's, yeah. a, he's in a western town. He's basically describing someone like Wyatt Earp. Yep. He wears a <laughs> or long coat. I, or, this is kind of weird, this whole song could be Reagan, too. It could, yeah, you know, it could I be. Know. Yeah, or weird. John Wayne. But you're right, something. though, it does. Yeah. It follows that, then it goes to the, your, your World War II hero, to the... Right, so yeah. you're describing the World War II hero, but they're kind of forgotten... You know, this guy doesn't carry his guns anymore. And then it goes to the hero who's got a fat wallet, who's got a lot of money. Big money. That's what a hero is to someone in the 90s now. It's somebody who's become rich and famous. Yeah. Celebrity is now part of being a hero, like being on TV or, 
you know, being a reality TV star or something like that. I mean, like 70s that. into the 90s at this point, you know. Yeah, but more so the 90s because of the, the nature of media and how that changed and, and yeah. the way MTV changed media. Which, again, I pretty much. blame a lot of that on the 80s, but... Yeah, well, yeah, you could absolutely say that, that the, the, um, the focus on wealth. Yeah. And, you know, the whole Gordon... You see Ge- it in, like, the, a lot of 80s movies. Yeah, like, the just, whole Gordon yeah. Gecko thing, like, greed is good. You know, greed will get you places, yeah. things like that. That's because, and Gordon Gecko was the hero for, in that movie for, you know, a little bit. But so that's kind of, that's how I see it. He's going from this one hero mm-hmm. who had something that was very real, but he couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. And he, he killed himself. And then, okay, well, what is a hero really here in the 90s? Was this guy a hero? I don't know. He was a heroin addict. Right. You know, he, he, um, he didn't exactly appeal to the mainstream and much like Neil by not appealing to the mainstream, he all of a sudden became a rock star. So I, Mm. I get all that and I agree with you, but don't you think tonally this song feels out of place sandwiched between sleeps with angels and what's the one and change Change your your mind. mind. Yeah, and I, I think that's what Neil, when we were talking about the running order and Neil not wanting it to sound too depressing, maybe he thought it was just too... Okay, it breaks him up a little bit. It makes it more dynamic. Okay, so you I have a, get that. You have a contrast. And that, that way, you know, in radio, there's a thing called a rest song. Yeah. So, like, you'll play ACDC, and then you'll play Zeppelin, and then you'll play... Hootie. Right, exactly. That, or Journey <laughs> or something, and that's your rest record. It gives your ears a rest, and then you can go back to the fucking up-tempo stuff. Sure. I don't want to be with her. Yeah, that was, that was very good. Thank you. That was very hooty. I only want to be with you. But I think that <laughs> hooty, you have to you have to fucking do the whole album in the jacket. Just do hooty in the just jacket do, fish. Yeah. Just do a Chris, hooty in the jacket fish. I should just do an album that along the lines of like Crispin or um, fucking what's Captain Kirk? What's his name? The, who di, who do Shatner? Like, who do this? He does David Bowie, but he just does it spoken word. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Shatner. Shatner. Yeah, yeah, Shatner. He does acts that. the song. I'll do that, but as the jacket as the voice, jacket voice. But yeah. I only do like ninety. I only do like fucking <laughs> do like ninety <laughs> yeah, shitty 90s. music. It's just um, <laughs> sorry, Slim. Yeah, no, they I, are I'm, shitty. It's three a.m. I must be lonely. Come on. <laughs> 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 yes. This song yes. doesn't. I. It's not my favorite. It kind of... Uh, it's a little... It, it drags a little bit. It could See, use I, a little BK. I like it. it. Oh, it could use a lot of BK. Yeah. Because well, yeah. BK would add those he, those things that those he does tones where, in there. Yeah, I'm where glad, he's singing with him. You I'm know? also glad BK's not on this album. I feel like... You, that would change you, the mood. And you need a, a oh, pure horse. Change. Oh, oh change. that's right. You know, what else, you know what else, too, is talking about change. He straight up says in this song, through the years, this goes to your point, through the years, he's changed somehow. He's right. different now. He's different now. Yeah, and then the there's the money line. And then there's the big money. Right. Comes right after that. A hero. But can I just get a little woke mm-hmm. on your asses? Do, Do it. it. Wake All us right. up. All right. I'm going to wake you up right now. So he, um, he the, the Western hero he brings up to begin with, right? So it's like, uh, you know, Americans settling the West, right? This is a guy who's backed Native American causes in a very passionate way. And yet he's saying this guy's a hero, the guy who settled the West, yeah, pushed right. the Indians off their lands, oh, yeah. ruled with the iron, ruled with the iron hand is a he's line in there. Ironic a little bit. You think? Because yeah, then he then he talks because about. Doesn't he say that? I mean, isn't it all sort of a commentary on how Americans perceive heroes? 
Yes. So I think he's saying, you think this is a hero. You think this is a hero. You also think this is a hero. Do you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So I know because what you're he saying. even yeah. says he, even though he says like a site, a site's on an old uh, like a Jap zero or whatever, right? And Jap, and is I don't not know exactly. The that's best not term the to best use. term. Yeah. yeah, that's sort yeah. of. And I feel like he, in a way, he's <clears throat> thumbing his nose at it a little. You think so? Yeah, not that he's saying. You know, you don't think he's trying to be. He's he's because he wasn't a, he wasn't for the Vietnam War. He's not no, he was for against it, war. but he was for action in the Middle East. Yeah, he is for defending the country. He's always been strong on yeah. the military. Has he? Yes. Like, not geez, not, dude, not, George is looking at me like, holy shit. He's sitting in my car. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was a person out there. <laughs> no, I mean, not Kent State military. <laughs> no, like military no, no, obviously military. not. But he's, he's always been a strong supporter of defense, and that's one of the main reasons he supported Reagan. Yeah. You know, so that's to me that was like these are the real heroes, well, the guys who went out there, and not some guy who went out and like scammed people out of their money and real estate deals and became super rich and mm. becomes that guy on late night TV that says you want to live I'm like not, me. I don't think I'm, say, I'm not saying that he's saying a war hero is not a hero. I just think it is. I perceived it a little bit as what are these people fighting for? Is it justifiable? What really is a hero? You, you know, we all think, we all have a different, um, we, all, we all in our mind perceive a hero to be something mm. and then it changes. And either, but is it right? Either I mean, it changes, it right, right? And that's what I think he's saying. And I think uh, in the zeitgeist, he's, it's sort of one thing. Um, it seems the general public would assume this is a hero no okay this is a hero now oh well this is a hero and so like who's right what's right to me I the think, only real think, hero is yeah. a couple pieces of bread stuffed with meats cheeses and oils am i right if you're from new york you're right if you're from here and you call it a hero i'm gonna kick you in the nuts Jeez. don't call it a fucking fine ho- i'll don't call, call it a it hoagie a, then don't fucking call it a hoagie either Aren't you from Pennsylvania? I don't call it a hoagie, though. Hoagie. I, I grew up here, you fuck. <laughs> He's so mad. He All right, let's don't get on my grind. No, you were going to say something before. And um, we should, you're right. We should also, go. this is where the accordion... Can you go to 227? There you go, Lukey. accordion here it's coming up i love that guitar sound it's not coming through your thing my thing's doing that thing again because there is accordion there yeah Uh, yeah it's my ipad's doing that thing it's doing which is annoying so let's go on to change your mind okay oh drink drink To me, this is the hero of this album. And I mean that in the Western hero sense. Yeah, you better. Apologies if this isn't coming through the phone. Again, this is so 90s grungy. The guitar, you know? You think this is 90s? A little sound? bit. Like, um. I mean, you could put this next to Down by the River. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not Absolutely saying they're the same song, but sonically. 
Yeah. Yeah, you definitely could. Which was a song that probably was at the root of of the grunge sound. Oh yeah. So um, so let me ask like what down down down. Let me ask, what is the magic touch? Same thing as biting the bullet, baby. You think? You know what? I totally had that wrong. I thought Luke would come up with that joke. No, I even I... wrote in my notes, ask what the magic touch is, let Luke make penis joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it was Russ. I, I was totally wrong wrote, there. Can you take a picture of that? Yeah, I'm going to take a picture. Luke we'll post it. Let Luke make penis joke. joke. Yeah. Or semen or something. I wish everyone could see. You were trying to orchestrate I was, it, I was like, I was, like to say, I was trying to say, let Luke answer this, because I know it's going to be... I know it's going to be something about a dick. You know what it is? I can't. It's this album's too somber or something. I can't make. I don't want a somber penis. You're just not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for penis. Yeah, I hear you. This was the one. This was one of the only songs on this record that and this and the first one where I felt like I had maybe heard it before. Because I think it's got that. It's got that Neil Crazy Horse vibe. It's very down by the river. Yeah, it's got that slow building tension that never. Yeah, it never bubbles over. It It never never, explodes. It's a tension that builds and builds. That's a good way to put it. The whole album's like that. And even even down down by in those big breaks and down by the river, it it builds to a point and then it explodes into the chorus. But this one, it doesn't. The chorus it drops. It keeps it down. Yeah, and that's like, and that's part of that. That thing I'm talking about, this gentleness in his playing. The guitar is that ripped speaker sounding distortion, yeah. but he's not. Think what you're trying to say is. Yes, no. Russ. <laughs> I am trying to say. You're right. That's that's very eloquent. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's like that that kind of. The guitar is fucking awesome. In yeah. This. Can we go to like um, 7:58? Is a good one. Five minutes in is great, but go to the 758. 758? Yeah. All right. Hopefully it'll come through. A teeny bit before that. It's not going to... I can hear it in the background already. Yeah. You can hear it back there? Yeah, it's doing that thing. I hear it, though. But you're mostly hearing Poncho because of your thing. Yeah. So in the mix, they must have it's him in both. Right but lo- thing, yeah. Lo- yeah. That's annoying. It it's sucks. annoying, but you know what? Go listen to it. Go go listen to the actual album. It's fucking. Don't take this. Take 13 album. minutes. Also, and how, listen to change your mind. Yeah. How uh, is it just me, or or is it impossible to not sing along with the change your mind? Yeah. After a while, right? it becomes just, almost hypnotic. Yeah, you can't not, you not got, do it. You got to leave it three. Yeah, what time is it? It's two two thirty. We we gotta we gotta fly through these. Okay. Um, I I I wanted to point out too that it almost sounds a little bit uh, like like a hurricane after. Well, yeah. This you know a little this bit is for like a split second. Tiny bit. I don't. Really it's one of those. It's right after the choruses. But. Yeah, like hurricane down by the river, cowgirl yeah. on the sand, Cortez. It's one of those sprawling guitar songs. It's the, it's an epic. It it's like a, not to make a Stranger Things reference, but it's the upside down world version yeah. of an epic, where it's like epically. There's just like a dark shadow. It's not to building it. yeah. to a crescendo. Yeah, there's but, no crescendo. Yeah. There's just this repetitive. But it doesn't hypnotic, get old. No, and the and those backup vocals make it like. It's almost a. It's kind of almost like gospel. Mm. It's like a choirish kind yeah. of thing, going answering. 
You know yeah. that gospel thing where you know he sings the verse, they answer back. Yeah. You know. All right. Let's let's keep Blue Eden. Right. This is got another a, one of my. This favorites is a bluesy here. beat to it. This, this is probably my favorite guitar playing on the album. I think same. Yeah. In the build, the, the not the build, the intro to this mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Here, listen. Oh, that's awesome. The laugh. You can hear if you listen it. on Neil Young archives in the high res. You yeah. can hear them talking yeah. about something, and then Poncho going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you know it's listening to this album in high this res is, is fucking amazing. Like, this is this is Neil Dirty. Oh yeah, but this is like crazy that, guitar. That, you guys are really do, pissing off Ricky do, Harvey do, right I'm now. I'm sorry, Ricky. I'm do, sorry. Do. Oh yeah. Yeah, you got to listen to it on the archives. Now, can you go to um? Can you go to four thirty? I wrote that too. Yeah. That's Neil losing his shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. It's you like know? a, it's. Like, I'm, not, I'm sorry to do this, but it's like a little orgasm. You know, it's a little right. Yeah. Like, and that's one of the few times the song that songs on this on this yeah. album. It's one of the few times that the song has like a payoff, like mm. we were talking about. There's yeah, a crescendo yeah. there. Mm. There's a peak there. Yeah. And it, but the, a lot of them don't. They just keep building it, building it, and they never fucking. There's no release. Yeah. This, this to me yeah, this is song. the perfect. Yeah. This to me is the perfect. Uh, <laughs> waiting for he that. Was waiting for Luke on, too on that one. Yeah. Uh, the perfect callback to a lot of things. It's, oh yeah, it's there's got a bunch the, of them. In it's there. the obviously the the, main, the obvious one is to change your mind because mm-hmm. he's doing the yep. embracing you da da da. But he also does that like I know someday we'll meet again. My friend, that whole sort yeah, of thing to right. me, I'm like that sort of Kurt. Part of me, part yeah, of you. Yeah. Then there's the then there. there's the invincible. You'll feel invincible, which mm-hmm. is we already brought up. And then, and then the part of life, which sort of to me is the prime of you know, it's got. Yeah. Uh, this this so. album is very much a mountain, and I think change your mind into this is the peak. And I don't mean it gets bad. I just mean like as far as like the total feeling of right, like really. So in a way, it them. does have a crescendo. Yeah, it's just not so. in every song. Right, it's just the one song, and then it kind of brings you back down the other side. All right, yeah. let's let's uh, let's keep going here. This, this is, is awesome. You're right about current. Billy on this. Is yeah, fucking, this bass that is, that's bass, right? Yeah. No, is that not bass? I believe that's, that's Neil, but I think Billy starts following along with him, but then he starts doing different things yeah. as the song goes on. But listen to that. That's like foreboding. Yeah. Right. Nothing good is going to happen when you hear this music. Doesn't the vibe of this remind you of like fucking uh what was the There's Billy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and that's not Seems like he's just barely whispering, you know. Those are great too. That distorted harp, the harmonica yes. of that was awesome too. Yeah. But just think of this imagery. This song is fucking depressing, but I dig this one. I dig the lyrics. So it's like a, like a Safeway cart going down the street. It's a ghetto, what does he call it? A ghetto dawn? Ghetto dawn. And she's yeah. got TV eyes. So what I get out of this too I also love like, like a sandal mark on the Savior's Yeah, I wanted feet. to ask you guys about that because you guys know the Bible way better than I do. 
And is that any kind of reference to anything you guys would know of? I mean, a sandal mark, that's what everyone wore back then. It's just like right. people wa- people of Jesus' time walking right over him, probably, right? I would imagine. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Or walking on what Jesus was trying to teach. Yes. Compassion. Which, help you Lord help out is, your fellow man. Which is the it, definition of Christianity. Right. <laughs> walking mm. right over what Jesus was trying to teach. <laughs> Right, really missing the whole point of the right. whole thing, and missing and and the translation of sin is actually missing the mark. Which, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I didn't know if it had anything to do with that. You know, that thing that you see in a lot of homes. Like, well, how come the, there's the, only the, one the, set, the of, set footprints? of footprints? Yeah. I thought of that as well. Yeah, I Could thought be. of that. Cheesy but Luke, sort of that thing. whole thing about you're stepping on the Savior's feet. Yeah. You know, you're stepping on what he's trying to accomplish or what his teachings are trying to accomplish. And so is it sandal mark on the savior's face or feet? No, it's feet. feet. That's feet. why I think it's sort of more oh. the distance that someone has gone that they, they've tried so hard. It keeps rolling on. Um, oh, okay. So okay. he's walking so sure. far. So like when he takes a sandal, yeah, you can like, see that like the, he's... The, the marks of, okay. All right. so these know, are two really yeah, that's yeah. very like because I was trying to figure that out. I'm like, I'm gonna ask these guys. I know you guys grew up with the Bible, for sure. yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then the whole thing about the TV eyes. So I take that as like, there's this girl watching TV. She's living in the ghetto. Um, You're and, in the ghetto, and what the TV is showing her is a this awesome world that's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and this yeah. and this can be yours too. You know, you. You just have to follow your dreams. It's like, oh, really? Well, are you where I am? Because following your dreams from where I am is not as easy as following you, your dreams from living out in right. a cul-de-sac in the suburbs. Yeah, it's the whole. It's that you whole know? thing. Like, you know, everyone has the same opportunities in America, and it's like that's yeah. right. Why don't you just get another job? Yeah. Okay, well, it's like it's that easy, right? Yeah. You know, I love it when people say that. Yeah. Well, it's our, uh, um, he comes back to the Savior's feet line later in the song but it's changed he says he says like a safeway cart rolling down the street past the handy mart to the savior's feet so now it's almost that you're um you're bowing down you you go past the handy mart and now you're well the cart is so what's the cart what do you think the carts the cart's Mm. empty it's just right, a, and it's, it's just and a, it's going, going, gone. It's rolling on, you yeah. know. And then the picture cries. Baby looks so sad. I mean, yeah. There's you could man, Neil, dude, fucking Neil. Yeah, he man. creates. This you really mood. could do like episodes Neil, on yeah. a lot of just these songs. Yeah, yeah. These lyrics definitely. I mean, these lyrics definitely grabbed me. It's for such sure. a. Yeah. He does such a great, great job of creating the picture. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's all very cinema. Mm. Well, yeah, we could talk about it forever. We should move on. And I know Lukey loves a train song, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing much new as far as melody goes. Just, yeah. <laughs> Same exact music. Neil said the songs are like identical twins. It's almost like a Broadway play. Irish twins? these two songs. <laughs> as far as change, whoops, goes, I wrote, I wrote that um, change... In this song, it seems that change can bring love or that change is love. And, and like we said at the start of this episode, it's almost that time is that train and the change mm-hmm. happens no matter what, just like life 
is right. what it is. You the know? second verse kind of, mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's like the second verse. And I think he, the first verse he's talking about being in love. The second verse he's talking about friendships. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'll meet you again somewhere down the line. We might not talk for a while. It's got a one of these days vibe. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm. And that train will keep going, but I'll see you again of, at another stop me, somewhere. Part of you. I right. checked out of this song every time I listened. It just didn't mm. do anything for really? me. Really? I don't know. I think because well, I, I mean, if you weren't, it. yeah, if you weren't a big fan of that sound for Western Hero, then you're not going to be interested. Right. right. But. And twice on the same album to me, I'm like, and again, I don't take, I take nothing away from this album. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even remove these songs. I think you need these to balance yeah. out the mood of the other ones. But uh, so we have a train song, then we have a car song. <laughs> well, you gotta have a it's Neil. You <laughs> yeah. gotta have some, a, you know, about. There's something. no bird songs though. Uh, There's got to be a bird reference in there. Somewhere. I don't know. Like these, all the backup vocals are so like they're ghost. Yeah, they're ghostly. They're ghostly. Yeah, they're haunting. I also, it's that's almost westerny. That's a uh, almost like fucking. Um, this is almost Merle? like Merle. Yeah. Who are Seth and Merle? That's what I want to know. <laughs> he's doing something with his voice too. In this. Oh, he's being like an old timey yeah. storyteller. Well, we're surrounded. You know, I hate to I hate to say this. No, actually, I don't hate to say it, but I know you guys are going to hate me saying it. I think this song is about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh drink, <laughs> drink. And that's the trans. Why do you think that? He's the Trans Am, and so the first verse is: they came in, they settled their ground. Seth and Merle got out the plow to lay down their roots, you know. But then they were surrounded, and nobody was left alive in the morning. That they 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 created something. And then they, the business ruined it all <laughs> for them. And then the second verse is... I don't know, man. No, I think you're yeah, right. No, you're no, no. Really and then the second, verse, the second verse is it's, it's become a product, <laughs> you know? And, it, like, it, it's everything that... It, it became something that they were railing against. By the, the last episode, Mike's just going to be like, you know this whole album's about Crosby, it's Stills, and Nash? It's all one song about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> the babe man's here. Okay. Um, but I, I, I wrote, I wrote, t- well, I didn't, it reminded me a little of the old homestead, which you also said was, oh, about that's totally CSN. about Crosby, Stills and Nash. <laughs> no, come on. Now that one is. Yeah, I know. All right. A little bit. A little bit. No, I also wrote just, that I think it's his battle it. within his head, but, um. What about Crosby, Stills and Nash? <laughs> come on. You come on. You know what, you know what I did write? I wrote, I wrote, you know what I did write? I wrote that this is, uh, this is Doc Neil Young Little. He can talk to cars. Come on. <laughs> Please don't make Doc what do you Neil think, Young What do you think the Trans Am is? I mean, the Trans Am is like this classic 70s muscle car, you know. So, mm. Oh, Jesus, Babe. No, no. Babe just walked in. I got to work. Took out a huge <laughs> Oh, my God. You're killing me. I should have recorded this thing in the morning first. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. I could have stayed here and just gotten definitely. fucking stoned. I'm definitely going to hit that thing. Oh, my God. Babe, you, he walked in, found a little nub. You left a roach in the ashtray. In the ashtray. I got one hit out of it. Thank you. I'll, I'll leave some for you next time. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, man. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get, let's get through this. I don't, well, I don't know what the Trans Am is. I don't, see, I think that's like... You think he, it's Crosby Stills? No, no, I, no, for real. I think he's the Trans Am, right? And so he's like... They're taking him for a ride, but every turn, there's something that's fucking up their journey. And Why I, do they keep fucking up? I was just going <laughs> to... That's right. Keys left in a swinging door. Why do I? 
I was gonna have. I'll just tell the listeners. Go to like three twenty. There's a night. Don't you yeah. don't need to do it because your thing's weird anyway. But yeah. three twenty. I like that whole section. There's a nice little guitar-y sort of cool section. Just cool um, sections in this song for sure. Yeah. All but right, I think. Go I, to, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Again, I think this is a reflection on the '90s because they they quickly took this grunge movement, which had more integrity, more honesty in it. The music was raw. It was just more real. But they quickly took that. And built a marketing plan around it. And everybody right. started wearing flannel shirts, mm. you know, Doc Martens. There's three, right? four of us in I the look room at right us now. all, right? There's three We're of us. We're a product of the grunge era, right? So I think that's what this song is about. Four flannels and a nails emporium shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, not even Neil could foresee nails. That's true. <laughs> all right, that, that's my take on yeah. that. Yeah. All right. I think that takes a piece of crap. I'm just kidding. You're a piece of crap. This next song is a piece of crap. This is my cut song. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's, I it, love this tune. It's mine because it doesn't belong on this album. I hate this I, song. I disagree, Russ. Okay. I disagree, and I'll explain why. Because it's about Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some of their albums, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yes. I'm definitely American Dream. Piece of crap. I hate it. It's so stupid. Oh, I love it. I just what? don't think it's If it, it was belongs. piece of shit, maybe. I, I don't know if piece of crap just sounds so dumb. But that's more, yeah. I don't know. Tube. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on the tube. Piece of crap. I love that. No, I love it. I actually love it, Shoe. I just feel like it's weird on this album. Well, what do you think? You think it so, balances okay. is it out or something? Sonically, it doesn't belong in this album. I agree. Yeah. The lyrical content totally belongs on this album from what I've been talking about the whole time. Like, this mm. is like... Really? Yeah, because this is what it's become in the 90s. He's talking about um, everything becoming disposable. All right? They don't make things that last anymore. And the people that were coming up in the 90s are described... That's what he's describing. I got I this know, thing. Man. They said it was great on TV. and it's Because I've done that in the 90s. I've gotten fucking stoned and ordered the thing where you could fucking melt glue and put a hook on your wall with this fucking gun you can buy. And it was two in the morning. You call the 1-800 number and you fucking order it and you get it. And it's a piece of crap. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I mean, and, it's, and I that's, get it. What I'm saying is there's so much, even the simpler songs on this, there's so much depth to the lyrics. Like literally we were just talking about how we yeah. could do whole episodes on some of these. And then he's just like, yeah, but that's perfect. Things fall but that's apart perfect fucking meal, man. But that's, that's, I but know. I don't think it's incongruous. Because it goes along with what he's seeing, him and Crazy Horse are seeing in the 90s. Like, they're just, they, it's that classic, they don't make them like they used to kind of thing. And this is their view of guys from the 60s looking at shit in the 90s and saying, this, is, this sucks. And it then, just feels like an old you know man what? complaining about an infomercial. It to me. is. It is. It's an old man complaining about shit. There's a line in there where he says, I bought three or f- the guy gave me four. I walked out the door. The guy Going out the door, the guy told me it was a piece of crap. Even the guy who sells them doesn't believe in them. Yeah. It's, you know? I, I'm saying all this. If I was at a Neil show, like a Crazy Horse show, and they played this, oh, I'd be up in the front. Like, going, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you totally would. Yeah, that'd but be it's great. Just like, you'd be at 135. You'd be, woohoo! Yes, I would. With Billy. That's, but I agree people want to go and listen just, to that. It's just, it's just how it feels out of place on this album. It yeah. is the only upbeat song on the album. I'll Which, give you yeah, that. I mean, I'm almost, it almost makes me want to keep it because everything else is not. Maybe if <laughs> right. you play but flute on it, I'd feel differently. Maybe. I like the guitar Maybe. riff at two uh, two minutes in, but again, people just can yeah, listen. Plus, Mike's got to go soon. 
Um, it's got to well, do an actual real job. But so, yeah, this is a, this is a very this <laughs> is like really. this is a welfare welfare mothers or stupid girl. It's it's um, oh whoa whoa I, I like both put, of those. Way I wouldn't better. put stupid girl in there, but definitely yeah. welfare mothers. Welfare mothers, I get. And fucking up. Fuck, yeah, you fucking, could put up. fucking up. To me, in it's there. a fucking. It, to me, it's like a PG thirteen fucking up. Right. But it's I don't know like fucking up rules. This is just like nah. See, I, I, I think it it fits right in with the whole theme yeah. of this album. Agree to disagree. Well, let's move on to the last one. The last track. Dream that can last. The last track. <laughs> A dream I like that the start last. of this. Yes, I do too. Yeah. yeah. On high res. Yeah. You could just hear every. Yeah. You can hear them moving shit around That's while awesome. they're playing and stuff. It's so good. I just love because he doesn't really do this a lot. Mm. And he just leaves that in. That sounds like a harpsichord. Yeah. And I love that big yeah. fucking bass. Yeah. Hit. This might be a harpsichord. This sounds different than the tack yeah. at the beginning. It, it, it's like taking like that era, that fucking, um, uh, what do you call it, like Baroque, and yeah. making it like badass, you, but, know? you know? yeah. To me, it's like... Again, the Western theme. It's the guy sitting in the corner playing sure. the piano. Oh, right, ragtimey with the, sort of with the hooker yeah, like yeah, sitting yeah, next yeah. to him. You know, like Westworld. Th- and this yeah. one more than the first song f- for sure. This yeah. one is very much like that. Yeah. I also like the change that happens around one thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics are interesting too. In this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's very mirrors the first song where there's like two different sort of melodies. Yeah. I think, and it's, you know, like you mentioned to begin with, it's the similar sound. It kind of bookends it with positivity. And even though my heart had a a sadness to it, there was still some positivity that even though my heart got broken, even though I failed to do something, whatever it may be, it's not going to end me. Yeah, and then this song is kind of the same way. It's like you just you're, you're gonna fail, did you, and nobody knows about failure on an epic scale like Neil Young. That's true. You did, know? did you hear? Even uh, though he's one of the most one of one of the most successful music, he is. But you <laughs> got to yeah, say he's, he's, right, he's yeah. failed forward. He you right, know, yeah. landing on water, they talk and about, he brought about his failures brought about on some of the best music in the right, world, right. as yeah. far as other artists being influenced. Yeah. Well, they, they talk in this song. They, there's that line about gone to heaven. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but I I read there was a song cut from this album called Gone to Hell. Yes, there was. Um, and he didn't want to put it on because of the whole Cobain thing. He didn't want people to think he was referring yeah, right. to Kurt. Which in is that interesting. Way. I yeah. feel like I died and went to heaven. The cupboards are bare, but the streets are paved. I love gold. that line. The yeah. cupboards are bare. That's like Safeway card, right? The cupboards are bare. But the streets are paved with gold. But this is yeah. America, the greatest country in the world. Crosby, yeah. Stills, and Nash. The American dream, right? Yeah. The American dream. It's just, yeah, it's fucking beautiful, man. And he repeats that a few times. Yeah. Yeah. I love that line. It's, it's, and it's still true today. Yeah. All right. You know? It's like, yeah, we live in like the richest country in the world, but people are going hungry. Right. You know? I'm going hungry. <laughs> I'm going hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, top three. Top three. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, Primal Life is th- is three for me. It was either... You're killing me. <laughs> yeah, killing smoking me a big fat oh, fucking... Oh, man. <laughs> he blows it away from you. <laughs> That's very considerate. Thank you. Wait, I'm killing you, Luke, with what? 
Uh, Primal Life being in your top three. You don't like Primal Life. Really? I don't dislike the it. The flute. I know that's. Eh, that's I fine. like it. I'm. I'm all about it. Uh, it was between that and Drive By. I think probably, but I'm gonna go with Primal Life. And then for two is my heart. And, Ooh, and wow. Yeah, and one is change uh, change your mind. Damn. Okay. I was similar, um, just in a slightly different order. Three for me is my heart. Wow. Two is Blue Eden and one is Change. Yeah, your Blue mind. Eden was was definitely in the mix, but Um, I gotta say my number three is Change Your Mind. My number two is Safeway Card. And yeah. my number one is Sleeps with Angels. I get it. There I mean those are all they're all what was, what was your three? Sorry, his three was change, change your mind. mind. Mm. But no, those mm. are all solid choices. I I even like went back and forth putting Sleeps with Angels on there. It ju- I mean they were just all really good tunes. Yeah, um, my cut is piece of crap. Mine is, but not for the same reason that yours is. I love it. I just I don't know. I, I'd rather hear it on. I don't. Yeah, it's, I'd rather it's hear it on some something else. Mine is is Train of Love because you already have it. It's weird. I don't understand. And he, I've, I looked into it, and I couldn't get a clear answer on why he did that. Yeah. Repeated the, the music. And, and there's a lot of that, too. Lyrically, there's a lot of that. There's songs that refer to the other songs and yeah. contain lines. Yeah. But I don't know why he did that. And if I had to, like, yeah, you already have it. Yeah, I, 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 I think Western Hero, the lyrics are way better. I think yeah, that, I don't that's my number either, two. If sure. I had to, it, w- it would be either Piece of Crap or that one. I, I, I would like to hear, I think I just want to hear Piece of Crap on a live Crazy Horse album. Sure. You know what I mean? I bet yeah. you it's a ton of fun live. Oh, yeah. Whereas if Train of Love is it, probably not that fun. I'm sure live. if you yeah. looked on archives or on somewhere. YouTube, yeah, yeah. it's live on there somewhere. Yeah, oh, but cool. Well, anyway. Pearl Jam's next, isn't it? Yeah. Mirrorball? Yeah, Mirrorball. Oh, yeah, I that's believe right. that's next. Yeah. Which is weird. Okay, so now let, let me float this by you. So he, he takes Crazy Horse, these dudes from the 60s, and they fucking look at the 90s on this album, and they say look at this, this sucks and this is awful and look what's become of America. And then he takes Pearl Jam for Mirrorball and kind of does it like... The opposite. These old, this is like, yeah. he kind of like these old rock guys. This is these old rock guys. They got to make way for the new guys. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You got to listen to... I'm excited. Listen to the I'm lyrics excited, of Mirrorball. Yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but anyway, so... You smell like weed. Mirrorball's coming up. We'll, pro- we'll probably have a monster episode in between. Uh, and we'll get Eddie Vedder on for that episode. Yeah, we'll have Eddie Vedder on at some point. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. Thanks for listening so to the sweet. podcast, everyone. Longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, grab some merch. It's on sale. It's not. Just buy merch. <laughs> oh, it's on sale. Yeah. It's on sale because it's... It's always it's on always sale. It's always on sale. <laughs> That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank. You. Oh, and go. Yeah, there's other stuff on the podcast.com Please check all that. Yeah, out there's too. lots of cool stuff. On I there. put up that video of the um, the Ghost of Paul Revere's WGBH oh, nice. performance That's on perfect. there, which is excellent. Beautifully filmed. The sound is excellent. Nice. Check those guys out on there. All right, bye everybody. All right. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.